and welcome to episode 80 of Movies and Us. I'm DJ. And I'm Marcus. And this is the review genre movies from the beginning sometimes. Today, we are going into the 2011 release of the animated Batman film, Year One. I was like, wait, that's not the title. We just watched, I was about to say the short short we watched. Yeah, Batman Year One. Yes. It was directed by Sam Liu. I think that's how you pronounce that name. Liu, maybe? I don't know. Doesn't matter. Probably Liu. Well, I'm assuming it's of Asian descent and sometimes, is that even an I or is that two L's? It's an I. It's an I. Well, the way L, no, I get. But when you hover, when you hover over the name, you can really see the L I U. It's really prominent. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It just looks like a single line. Yeah. Anyway, directed by him and Lauren Montgomery, written by Tab Murphy. Tab Murphy. Tab Murphy. That's not a name. (laughs) That's what. No, it's not. That's what it says. (laughs) Produced by familiar names: Bruce Tim and Ellen Burnett. Also, Lauren Montgomery and Sam Register. Tab Murphy directed uh, Gorillas in the Mist, a movie that was nominated for an Academy Award for its rating. No idea what that is. It's it's a movie. I think Sean Connery's in that. Hold on. Sean Connery. Sean. Sean Connery. It's Gorillas in the Mist starring. Can I go going now? Or you- the lady from Sigourney Weaver's in it. Okay. Yes, that's her name. I know someone famous was in it. Okay, I'm sorry. Continue, TJ. It stars Brian Cranston, you know. The second he started talking in the movie, he's like, who is this voice? I know this guy. It was kind of distracting, so I had to pause the movie, put up Iron to be like, oh, freaking bad. Yep. Knock him in the middle. Got it. Uh, ben McKenzie, Elijah Dushku of Buffy the Vampire Slayer fame. Uh, John Polito, Alex Rocco, Katie Sackhoff, Jeff Bennett, Bennett Gray DeLizzi, DeLizzi, Robin Atkins Downs, Keith Ferguson, Danny Jacobs, Nick James, Jameson, Lillian Mummy, Pat Musick, Stephen Root, Fred Tadasori, and Steve Bloom. And that's the cast. Nice. That's a, that's a pretty uh, lot of names. Lots of names. A lot of names. Yes. Uh, the movie is an hour and four minutes long. And I think that's it for the intro stuff. Is not, it though? Not much behind the scenes. It's an animated movie. It's got positive reviews and made six point one million, which six point one million leads you into to box office. You say what the budget was? I wasn't paying attention. I was too busy reading about Tap Murphy. I said six point six point one million in sales. I don't have a oh, three point five million budget. Yeah, so it doubled its budget. I mean, double it made its money back then and then some. So. I guess assume that's a successful I mean, housing. For an animated direct DVD movie, I would say so. Oh, I would definitely say so. Uh, yeah, so if six million, it leads in the top whatever at the box office, not in the box office mojo list because box office mojo goes down, goes down to two hundred at twenty million dollars. But I'm not going throughout this box office mojo. The top one of 2011. We've said it before. I'll say it again. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part Two with one point three billion dollars you don't want to go through any list this time nope because we've we've hit this how many times now already a lot yeah so i don't want to repeat myself i just like to say oh the remake of the thing came out that year and that made 31 million dollars that's sad making it 151 yeah that's it okay you know i'll I'll, I'll go a little tangent Uh, wait hold on on. the john carpenter's thing 
Yeah, the 2011, obviously, re- remake wasn't uh, the John, John Carp- Carpenter. Wasn't John yes. Carpenter's remake? I was just going to say that, yeah. There, there's the original one, the thing from outer space or the thing from whatever the hell. And then there's John Carpenter's the thing. And then there's the 2011 prequel to John Carpenter's the thing. Yeah, it's a prequel to John Carpenter's the thing. Uh, it's a good movie, actually. I, it's, I remember when it came out, it got shitted on for using too much CGI and stuff like that. And so I never watched it, and I just—I remember getting shit in on so much. But then I finally saw, like, this movie isn't that bad, guys. It's not John Carpenter's The Thing. That's a classic, easily my top two favorite movies. But this, the, the 2011, it's a solid film. Is, is it just about the guys in the Arctic who went crazy before the other guy showed up? Yep. <laughs> it's a sec- Yeah, it's a prequel, so you know where it's going to go. So Okay. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. only thing you, I could come up with that is the prequel, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you know where it has to end up at, but it's it's still a pretty decent, unnecessary thing Maybe. to go moving. Yeah, that's my box office ramble, I guess. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, I got another one for you, because I know you're into anime and stuff like that. At 147, this movie called Gantz, Perfect Answer. Do you know anything about the Gantz series? G-A-N-T-Z. I know the name. Okay, because I think it is based off an anime or maybe a manga or something like that. And it is Japanese, probably. I just um, know, I know of the name, but that's okay. it. There's a few movies out there. I saw one recently. It's very, very interesting, very fun. And I just thought you might know what it is. It seems like something you guys want to watch on your podcast. No, nope, nothing we watched. I'm not I'm I'm not the anime guy on the anime podcast. That's more Sean's territory. That's fair. Like if if it's not been reviewed on the podcast, the anime and us podcast, um and it's not one of the like popular, you know, as a casual anime fan. Yeah. I was season thing. Yeah, if it's not something like that a casual would have watched, I really don't know about it. Okay, well, again, I was asking because I figured you guys are hundreds of episodes into that podcast. Yeah. I figured that might have have come up at least once or twice. Well, that's what I... I, It used to be that Sean was the anime guy and I was the casual, but now that we're a hundred and... Exactly. 50, 30 episodes in, I don't even know where we are anymore. You can't call I can't call myself a casual anymore. But I... I, but, But I just know what I've seen through the podcast. Again, which is way more of than most quote unquote right. anime fans. Right. Uh, so yeah, so that's uh that's what I got for the box office. I'm keep scrolling. I can see I see some movies I want to talk about, but I'm not trying to go any random rants today, more so than usual. All right. So I guess we'll move on. There's not a lot to this at all. Like even my trailers, I only got a trailer for Arkham City, the Batman video game that came out that year. Oh, that's some bullshit. This movie won best. It won an award. What, this movie? Yeah, Batman Year One. Well, despite what you're going to complain about, it is a very decent movie. TJ, it won best best at the BTVA Special DVD Voice Acting Award. What kind of bull- Why is there an award for everything, TJ? This won best male vocal performance in a TV special slash direct-to-DVD title or short. Right, let me ask, who won it? <laughs> who do you think won it, TJ? Brian Cranston? Of course. Okay, well then it's that's valid. <laughs> it is valid, but come on. <laughs> Such a, what kind of award is that? <laughs> now, if they had given that award to Ben McKenzie, I would disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that is fair. That is fair. But Brian Cranston did an excellent job. I mean, as it's Jim Brian Cranston. He's got a good voice. He could just but read still, a dictionary. You're like, damn it, I, man, you make this for me. It was distracting a little bit at first, but once I got used to it, I was that was Jim Gordon. Oh yeah, yeah. Once I figured out who the voice was, like, okay, I'm buying in this because it was good. It was good. Right. So I just 
So yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that. You were saying something about something. I was just talking. Ab- I was just talking about the one trailer that I got. Oh, okay. Which was Arkham City, the Batman game. Because, like I said, there wasn't really anything. There wasn't a lot of promotions or anything to this. There was a few sneak peeks of, in the in there about stuff that we've already watched, animated wise. So yeah, which is weird because this is based off a story arc, isn't this? <laughs> yeah, or this comic is or whatever. Based off the uh, Batman Year One comic, so I'm pri- I'm, pri- I'm surprised there wasn't more things uh, pushing this or what have you, promoting it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's Year One was written by Frank Miller, who I actually hate, but you say it every time you say his name. But this is an actually decent story. I think uh, Frank Miller's a revolutionary genius, today, So you didn't, even, you didn't even know who he was before I started complaining about him. I've always knew who Frank Miller was. <laughs> I've got some of his books in my uh, collection. And by some of them, I mean I have one. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Which one? Watchmen. That's not Frank Miller. Who's Watchmen? Um, he did do that, didn't he? No, Watchmen is the other crotch. Alan player. Moore. Alan Moore, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Don't get me wrong, they're both white guys, but I do know who Frank Miller is. I don't know any of his shit. I don't, don't have any of his shit, but... Do you like Alan Moore? I like Alan Moore's stories. Not a big fan of his crotchiness as a person. Yeah, that's he. Well, that's who you are, TJ. Come on. Yeah, but now he's like actively hates comic books now, and I get it. <laughs> but like, he calls people who like was I think it was him who recently said that um, comic if comic books uh, worshiping comic book heroes leads to fascism or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So Which is it's, just ridiculous. <laughs> it's just Frank, ridiculous. It's just wait, we said Frank Miller, right? Yeah, Frank Miller time. wrote this. He's he the did one who did Sin City. And he, yeah, I think Sin, Sin yeah. City was his. Uh, he's That's also that. Dark Knight Returns. I yeah, hate yes. that comic book. So, but yeah. How did we get to this part? Because uh, you asked me about the comic. Oh, okay. All right. Before we dive in the movie proper, this has a DC showcase of Catwoman. Yay. Uh, the main bad guy in this, I just want to point out. Was voiced by Joe DiMaggio. Joe DiMaggio. Why do I know that name? No, John DiMaggio. John DiMaggio. I know that. Who is that? Yeah, he's Bender. Um, Bender and was uh, that him? Yeah, he didn't sound like him. He was also Jake the Dog. Yeah, did not sound like him. The the guy with the teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, ruckus or whatever his name thumb name was. Rough cut. I Rough think cut. Yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to throw it out there. Um, this is an interesting short. It is. It's very adult. Very adult, as most of the shorts are actually, because I know I know a lot of them are bloody, but yeah, this one, it's just, it's just, it was just strange to see DC animation in a strip club. I think, yeah, and for like a long sequence too, like majority of the middle section of the movie, like okay, we're doing this, I guess, like yeah, with strippers all around and like yeah. the clothes it's getting, you don't see you don't see anything, but you see you see them get na- naked for the movie yeah. in the most PG way, I guess. And don't get me wrong, I like. I watch anime. That's it's yeah. that stuff's like cartoon like sexualization is nothing to me when it comes to that. No. It's just jarring in this in, in a DC way, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not complaining about it. It's just no. weird to see. Yeah, it totally caught me off guard. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like so yeah, so there's a cat who's running through the street being chased by Thugs trying to kill it and Catwoman why, saves why? it. Why? That's what I, the, the second it starts, like, okay, they're chasing the cat. And you see this guy thing around his neck. So like, maybe they're chasing after this diamond gold thing up on his neck. No, it jumps to the water, they shoot at it, and then they walk away. So why chase it? They thought it was. They thought they killed it. Yeah, but like you could just let it go. Like why? Like if you're not going to re- 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 like re- like uh, retrieve the corpse and take what you want from it, 
why run through the city and bring attention to this thing? Shooting guns blazing, mind you. Like, this is, that was just so, like, ridiculous. And how hard is it to shoot a cat? But, like, you're going to do all of this to let it just get away and not take the thing you want from it? I don't think they were after the necklace so much. Why are they I, chasing the cat for? Was he going to say something to the cops? No. Meow, 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 The necklace belonged to the girl. Yes. I think the girl put it around the cat's neck to get the word out. And I think they were trying to kill the cat so that they couldn't, no one could discover it. And when it sunk to the bottom of the ocean, they thought they were fine. That was dumb. I, I think that's really, I, I, I get that. But that's that's, really that, that's that's what I surmise. I'm not defending it. That's what I surmised too, but I was, I was thinking like, you know, all this. And the guy shows up like, you guys do the thing. And they're like, yeah, we did it. And he's like, go get the, he just said, go get, go get the thing I want you to get because I, it was just really dumb. That's all. It was just really like, this is stupid. Look, it's Catwoman. They needed to have I know, a I know, I know. <laughs> I, I was thinking to myself, of course, the cat. And of course, you can run the cat woman, but like. That's what they needed to get the story started, all right? I know. I was like, this is some bullshit. Because if she didn't save the cat and find the collar, she wouldn't have known where to go. And that's like, that's another thing about this. <laughs> that's all. She, she's gotten very lucky doing this lucky thing. That's all this was. Like, she's just like, she was just bumbling her way through the thing. So her only badass scene was at the strip club, I guess. And after that, I was like, she's lucky she made it to the end. That's all I'm saying. What do you mean? Because later on, when you get to the fight at the docks, she should be dead 10 times over. She's got a super suit. TJ, TJ. What? TJ. What? This super suit. She got her ass kicked and thrown through so many things in this this fight scene. Like, and I and I'm I'm assuming she she's after Batman, right? So she'd be like, Batman becomes Batman and she gets inspired by Batman, I assume. Well, not inspired by Batman. Right, right? Like what like they don't give you enough detail for me to like No, it's 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 it happens in the, the actual year one movie. Yeah, I'm time and Catwoman. Yeah. So, but I wouldn't say she was inspired by Batman as much like because she's not like stopping crime no. but like she's influenced in the way of dressing up in a costume yes you know what i'm saying yes but like does she train physically for shit like this well they sh- show right in the beginning she's already capable of holding her own against bruce wayne i'm saying in this movie in this in this movie oh and, and this and, and I, I, that's right. I got that complaint later on in the movie when we get to the movie and the short i'm assuming the short takes place after the movie so how much training like i don't know she's outrunning a vehicle tj later on this short she's outrunning a vehicle unless that super suit gives her extra speed there's no way she's outrunning that vehicle why is she outrunning a vehicle that crane that's chasing her and she gets into it and it flips over she outruns it for a few seconds and then she gets caught up into it but like yeah she's i was like way ahead yeah nah that's like any movie that you see that they start off ahead and then guess what the thing catches up uh it's just i was like nah i was just i was not buying this okay that's just a weird thing to complain to have in a comic book sure TJ, but okay come on TJ, you know man. you you would not be complaining of it if it was in, in any other movie like if john you, you wick know, if it was god damn well john, complaining about if, that shit if it was a john wick and john wick was running out and then the car caught up and ran him over you would not be complaining yes, about I, it i complained about what happened in that movie like okay this man clearly just got hit by a car and he's walking around for the rest of the movie bullshit this man fell from a fucking skyscraper in the last movie, and he's alive. Okay, sure, sure. I trust me. I oh, I roll a lot in those movies. As much as I do semi enjoy them, I critique the shit out of them. I'm just saying, you need to suspend your disbelief a TJ, little bit. There more. is more superhero movies. Mm, I don't know. There is a reason. There's there's a reason why they're superhero movies for things like this. Yeah, but she's not a superhero. That's the thing. That these aren't superhero. 
We're not doing this. Okay. Going back to the cat getting taken over by the gang members for some reason. The cat gets chased. Yeah, she finds the uh, <laughs> necklace. And then we cut over to the mob guy, Rough Cut, going to a strip joint. And yeah, they watch some strippers. And then Catwoman shows up and starts to strip. And then she beats everyone up. And then her face is fully revealed, too. Like, huh. Yeah, she's never hidden in her identity. Everyone knows who she is. Really? Yeah. That's going to be problematic, right? Well, she doesn't really have a... Uh, like anytime they show her, like they a uh, permanent residence or anything, <laughs> she's yeah, usually. Well, if everyone knows who she is, like she's working. She works at the strip club, and then she goes out and changes to Catwoman, does her Catwoman thing. So if everyone in that strip club knows, oh, that's Sylvina because she uses her well, name. No. Her name's like no, she doesn't work at that strip club. She doesn't work there. No, she came in and said, "Go take a break. I'm I'm going to go out there." And they no, just thought no, it was no, no, no. They, they, it. they thought there was someone new. They said, "Oh, this is new." She doesn't work at the strip club. So then, why is she so good at stripping then? That's a question you might. You wouldn't need to ask her. No, so I feel like she was doing some techniques. I think most strippy, like most average people, again, she's not average, I guess. She was like holding her body on that pole, like holding her weight up and shit like that. Well, Catwoman, like do. She has, she's very cat like in reflexes, so she's able to do that stuff. And I don't know, I, I don't know if you watched the movie, but she's kind of a prostitute in the movie. That's trash. She's pro- is she a prostitute in the comics too, or is that just for this whole seat, this whole? art and series she's a prostitute in the year one comic okay i don't know about past that okay i fuck i just, I just paused on my youtube video as, as she's unstripping like god damn i didn't mean to do that god damn it <laughs> god damn it youtube i'm not a pervert don't don't save that for weird algorithm reasons um okay because i thought because i figured she wasn't always like that in the source no. materials no no no, no, no. okay uh, no this is definitely a frank miller decision of course it is yeah <laughs> Like year one has a has influenced a lot of the lore in Batman because there's a lot of things in the story that you see in media today. Yeah, like in this story, but like and it's influential and it's a good story overall. But you know there are Frank Miller's always been kind of ridiculous in his portrayal of certain things, like making oh, Catwoman a prostitute is unnecessary. But whatever. Yeah, no, it's just, he's a man. That's what men do. So. But yeah, I, I don't want to complain too much about this story because and Frank Miller because I'll get to that when we have to cover the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so anyway, she's at a strip club. She does a strip club thing, beats up Rough Neck, whatever his name is. Rough, rough cut. cut. And he gets away, and there's a giant car chase. I'm actually more surprised you weren't more complaining about this car chase. So honestly, I don't doubt this car chase. I, I was like, I like, okay, a car chase. And whenever there's a car chase, it usually adds nothing to the story, usually, so I was just like, not pay attention. But, usually, but she, car chase is taken away from the story, so like, I'm like, looking at it now, it looks kind of ridiculous. But yeah, what about it? She gets blown up at one point, sent skidding across the ground, almost gets run oh, over by a car. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. I did see that. It's like, come on, guys. I was out there too. Like that was that was some a bullshit. little more. That's more unbelievable than her being chased down by a crane. No, you're right. That's that's what started my she should be dead here moment. And then that's like, yeah, she gets thrown into a car. Like, yeah, that suit. No, because that suit gets torn off. So there's no way that's a super suit. And like, I'm, she's a person, TJ. She's not a superhuman advanced. She's not on any Venom that I know. She's a person, right? I mean, as far as we know. So there's not like this whole, yeah, this highway chain. This she is, is like she's ridiculous. Very fit and well-trained. Nope. No, that's not how that works, TJ. I could take the most star athlete, male or female, from any athletic bullshit in the world right now and make them do the things they just, she just did. They're going to be limping from that after their adrenaline wears off. She landed, no... per- she, she landed on her feet because she's a cat. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
at that point you're going to the mystical side of the Catwoman movie we reviewed a while back and I remember how you, you don't you don't I know remember if how you she, felt about that you don't know if she has super cat powers maybe she does um they don't tell me I, but they, I don't know do you think that no they would tell you in this showcase but yeah sure sure she's got mystical bullshit <laughs> powers she's dead TJ there's no way she would live for any of this it's just a silly action scene. Who cares? <laughs> I care. Why? Because I'm a son of a bitch critic, TJ. It's like, it's this is supposed to be stupid, silly fun. I didn't get the memo. You're like, you're going into year one, and anyone who's going into year one knows what kind of story it is. And this, this I is didn't. Like, I know you did. <laughs> That's why I was kind of like, what the shit did I just watch? <laughs> but you know what kind of story you're getting, and this short fits that perfectly, that tone perfectly. And it's like, okay, I know what we're doing here, but it's weird. Truthfully, if I would have saw this short first, I think I would have been more favorable to the movie than I am right now. So yes, that's fair, TJ. <laughs> Because one of my notes, my, I'll say my one of my critiques now for the movie. I wrote down, it, it might sound stupid, but like, this movie's too cartoonish. In the sense, like, this is too much for me. Cartoonish. In the sense, like, everyone knows how to fight karate and shit. Like, come go, go on. Everyone knows things. Like, come on. Everybody knows how to fight karate. What are you talking about? We'll get to the movie. We'll talk. Okay. Um, so, yeah, there's a chase you should have died in. Yeah, and she they, she follows him back to his hideout, and she beats him up, and sh- and, and destroys a, a ship with a crane. Ain't. <laughs> I really didn't have a problem with that. Like, okay, sure. <laughs> and she she saves the day, and apparently, rough. She, everyone was saying rough cup smuggles diamonds, but he was also smuggling women. Oh, which, dun, was really, dun, dun. which was really dark. I mean, I saw it coming, but it's like I almost expected her to open it up and have there were children in there. That's what honest. I was expecting. Yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, there was a child. I mean, in there there was yeah. a child because Catwoman's par- partner is a child, but it's an orphan, I guess, because you know Batman's an orphan. Everything's got to be orphans in this universe. <sighs> Catwoman takes in strays is her thing. <laughs> Of course. So, because she's Catwoman. I, I know, it makes sense. I don't, that's why I'm just chuckling. Like, <laughs> so, and Holly's like one of the one of the big ones she's taken in over the years. So, but yeah, so she saves her friend and a bunch of other women, and then the short ends. <laughs> it, it was ridiculous, but it was animated pretty good. No, yeah, yeah, the, the animation's great because like there was one scene where they were fighting, and Catwoman jumps. And at this, at the moment she jumps, she gets hit by a car door and crashes through a window. I love for that. Some, for some reason, that one scene was like, "Wow, that was really good animation." It was. I was like, "Holy <laughs> shit!" Because hey, you're not expecting it, I guess. And like, "Oh, that was well." It was done. just really, really well done. I was like, yes. "Wow." No, yeah, it's a very solid thing. If it wasn't so outlandish, at least you can't think. That's the thing. you just can't think when watching it. Yeah, this this one this one was just. Uh, literally, like I said, this is a popcorn short. Yeah, because like, yeah, lost in the beginning when they had the cat chase for no reason. They had the cat chase, and then there's naked women all over the place. This was clearly designed <laughs> yes. for a teenage boy. Yes. <laughs> yes. So it's like, oh, okay, I know what this is. It knew and its what, target audience. And so when you turn off your brain, it's like, okay. <laughs> And that's you know if I was in high school watching it, like or not, I'm in high school, like middle school, like this, this is a masterpiece, guys. Like I had seen in it, and I had I had no issues with the short because it was just short. It was just stupid, and it was just okay. I was gonna say it's one of the best ones they made, honestly, because it almost is. But then I was like, now I thought too much about this one. It's not the best one. It's not the worst one. It's a short. I'd say that's a short. Yeah, I mean, I would say it's a a solid six, though. 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm giving it a five. Like, it's a five. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> it is yep. what it is. It's, it adds to the movie. That's all it's there for. Exactly. Because it, it's also the only one of these that actually yes. fits into the movie. I thought the same, like, oh, that ties in. Finally, yeah. I like this. So some boring Green Lanterns bullshit. Or you like the Green Arrow one. Green Arrow. There's a Green Lantern one, wasn't there? No. I could have sworn there was a Green Lantern. We, we did Jonah Hex. No, Green we, Arrow. We because no, we did the Spectre. Spectre. We did the Spectre. Was there, there was a Green Lantern one. There wasn't a Green Lantern one. I think you're conflating the six shorts that in, that that made up one movie. God, those were so bad, man. I think you were conflating them into one of these because there were because there wasn't a showcase of Green Lantern. So I remember, I remember really enjoying the Green Arrow one. I was okay with the Jonah Hex one. I was not like the Spectre Spectre one. Yeah. No, you you liked the Jonah Hex one too. Yeah, I was okay with those things. I was okay with it. Yeah. Has moments of like okay, whatever. But yeah, the last two I brought my favorite. So yeah, well, I guess we're gonna rate this one. We just did. Oh shit! Yeah, you said six. I said five. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Where am I today, TJ? I don't know. Not here. No. <laughs> All right. Ready to dive into this properly? Um. Sure. Yeah. All right. So we open up with Bruce Wayne. Uh-oh. Hold on. I got to mute the volume that's playing in my earphones right now. <laughs> that's always the first thing I do when I open these tabs. Like, mute everything. There you go. Can't talk to you and listen to the movie at the same time. Man, I can't. So we open up with Bruce Wayne flying back into Gotham after being gone free for a long time. Yeah. And James Gordon also arriving in Gotham from Chicago, being he just transferred in from another precinct, so he's just getting into Gotham as well. And they're both narrating. And I was out. I was like, okay, we're doing some narration bullshit for the first 20 minutes? Okay, guys. I was like... And, and that's, that's actually my first complaint, too. <laughs> yeah. Because this movie is like a panel-for-panel panel shot from the comic. Oh, I... I- and I like when they do shit like that, so I'm fine with I'm not, that. I normally do, yeah. But the entire comic is narrated Ugh. by from by from Bruce Wayne and Jim Gordon's perspective. Yes, and it makes sense in comic book form mm-hmm. because you need that because you don't have you, 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 they can't really show you certain things exactly. So, but I think they over translate it. Yes, they over adapt it. Yes. That's my that's and I think that's the biggest problem with the movie. Yeah, because honestly, when they do it in this movie, I was really just hating it. And then there's a point where they segue out of it, and I was like, okay, now I'm into the movie now because visually it's a beautiful animated. It's almost like anime-ish. Almost. A little bit. It's yes. not quite there. No, but it's like on the verge. Like it's American anime, I guess, at this point. It's very beautiful. But yeah, that narration, kind of noir kind of shit they were trying to do, just did not work. Yeah, no. It, it, and like I'm almost panel for panel for the comic. I have the comic right in front of me. Yeah. And it's like panel for panel, like except for um, Bruce Wayne flying in, but the whole train scene. Yeah. And where the... The beggar comes up with the book for to Jim Gordon yes. in the very first scene, and then the detective flashes up is right out of the comic. Okay, and That's you cool. know, like all the dates, January fourth. Yep. Same thing, right in the comic. That's right, perfect. Everything's right. taken right from the comic. That's perfect. Cause I've always argued you have a a uh, uh, shit a storyboard that you're ripping from. Use it. Right. Change some things, like obviously, like adapt things that the screen that need to be adapted properly. Well, you use the storyboards. But I think there is a problem of being too faithful. Yeah, I can, that's what a lot of people say. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. The, the, there's a reason why it's called an adaptation. Yes. And I like, I, 
I, there's certain parts of this that I really like seeing on screen from mm-hmm. translated to comic and stuff. It's really cool and to see it. But it's like, all right, this movie is slow in certain points. Yes. Because it's adapted the comic. Yes. <laughs> you know? So it's like, okay, I know this is the pace in the comic, but in the comic, I'm flipping pages and stuff. So. Yeah, you read it at your own accord. So it might be a fast reader. It's quick for you. All the people are slow, et cetera, et cetera. All this movie right. has one tempo. It's like, well, shit. Right. It, and the. The comic is also a four-issue comic. Oh, wow. So this is adapting four issues here. And each comic has its own... Like, it still follows the story perfectly, the um, movie. Mm -hmm. But, you know, each comic is building up to a cliffhanger. Yeah. You know what I mean? So this one, you're not, you don't feel that build as much because you're, it's not one comic. It's one length story. You know what I'm saying? So there's just certain things about the movie that doesn't work because it's a, it's a, almost a comic panel for panel adaptation. Yes. <sighs> anyway, so we open up with them arriving and then we get the year one credit in and out. They didn't even bother to stop. They did what they do with movies do nowadays where Perfect. they just jump in and then they save the credits for the end. I loved it. I love it, TJ. It was great. <laughs> and then so this movie both made it easy and hard to take notes. Really? Yeah, because well, Grant, all the I didn't take much notes, so because all of the dates allowed me to break things up. Yeah, but there are so many dates. Yes. So now, even if there's like literally one day would be one little tiny scene, but now I got to talk about that scene because it's a separate day. I mean, I guess you do. That's well, just not that important. Things well, like, you know what? What I'm taking the notes. You know, it's like all right, oh, January fourth, yeah. and then another day. Oh. January. Oh, yeah, this. that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah <laughs> and yeah. it's like, oh, that was three seconds. That was what important was shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cross that out. I guess. Yeah. Anyway, and you know, this is year one of Batman, so the dates are there to show you the progress over the year. Essentially, oh, wow. I'm an idiot. I just put that together. You're right. <laughs> Honestly, I just forgot the title of the movie. I'm like, okay, it's Batman. Oh, year one. Duh. Okay, yeah. Touche. Touche. It starts with January 4th and ends on December 3rd. Damn. So you're saying all this happens in a year? Yeah. yeah I don't buy the Catwoman bullshit that. I just don't buy that. Her being so... I mean, I don't know. She's already at that level. So she was doing crime fighting for Batman. No, she wasn't crime fighting at all, but she was training herself up to survive the kind of life she lives. Sure, sure. I don't know. Sure. So I feel like I have an argue against that. I feel like I'm being a sexist. <laughs> and I'm not trying to be a sexist. I'm just, just as a character... Sure. I to guess. be fair, there's not a lot of her in this. No, I'm, I'm talking about the short. Like that's like oh, the short. Yeah, you're still harping on the yeah. short. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. It's like what? Okay, what? What? No. But to be fair, even who knows him in this? I call bullshit. To be fair, though, who knows how long the short was after this? Yeah, that's why I can't argue too much about. Like, maybe it was like a year or two after this movie. Maybe it was directly after. Who the f- knows? We don't know. Yeah, they don't really give yeah. us the timeline. That was, okay, we'll get, when we get to her fight and his fight, I'll call bullshit on her fight. So, anyways. All right. January 4th, Gordon gets off the train, and he's, we already talked, it was hassled by a peddler, and then we get introduced to Detective Floss. He is the one of the primary antagonists in this. And yes. he, he picks up Jim, he's taking him, he's kind of telling him 
how things work in Gotham, and along the way, he stops and brutalizes just some kid on the street for no reason. No, no, hold on. Not just some kid, TJ. Some black kid, I'm there sorry. There we go. The only black kid in a group of white kids. He beat the f*** out of this black kid. I yep. was like, hold the shit up. Yes, he did. Like, Cause he, the the f- f- just just shows you how bad these cops are. But, like, <laughs> really, I, you, I, was, you, I was like, I was... What were you, what were you need to say? You <laughs> really wanted them to lose then, didn't you? Wanted him to lose? What? You really wanted him to lose in the end, didn't you? Not at all. Guys, I was like just watching this, like, again, go back to my cartoon. Like, they're so over the top bad. They're so cartoonish villains. Like, I was out of it. Like, I was like him beating up the, the guy in the, in the train station, or was it the train station? Wherever, he, wherever Jordan, Gordon came out of. And then, like, so beating the black kid up. Like, this is just so cartoonish. And I get there's some asshole cops out there. I know there's some bad police districts out there. I get it. I trust me. I, I get it. I'm not dumb to the rubble. I just thought this was too over the top corruption. No, I didn't get it. I didn't get that at all. That's why I got it. I was like, this is way... This is exactly, you know, how bad Gotham has always been portrayed. I know. And it's like, but for some reason, this movie, it was cartoonishly bad. Like, well, this just, this is, like, this is, bef- you know, look how bad Gotham is when Batman and James Gordon are there. Yeah. This is before they are there to yes. clean up. It's going to be way worse. Yes. It's just like, I'm, I guess I'm trying to put too much logic. Like, if you're in, living in that kind of area, yeah, it's just like, why do anything? Why ever be out in public? I'll be in and out and that's, I, I don't know. Some, peop- some people don't have an option, dude. No, but like, why hang out in the corner of the street if you know a cop's going to try to harass you? I'll what be in my you, house all the time. Or be at my friend's house. It'd be somewhere not in the public. Wabs, they don't have a house. So be in my friends or be in, be in a library. Wabs, be somewhere no where friends. I can be for a long period of time. Okay, and eventually you have to come out and you don't think it's cops patrol every day of every... Uh, yeah, you're saying that black kid wasn't homeless. You're saying those group of kids were homeless. No, I'm not. But I'm just saying they can't be inside 24 hours a day. I would be in a place where I will not get harassed, ideally. Let's say that. I don't know. And Gotham? That's, yeah, exactly. So it's like... That's why I don't like God. It's just too cartoonishly like, oh, this is a bad uh, area. Dude, I've grown up in bad area. In a bad yeah, area. I'm not saying I, you don't. I, trust me, I know these places exist and this shit happens. <laughs> but I, I just feel like this was over the top. That's all. Nah, nah. It's when not, see, I guess. When you, but. when you see in real life a whole freaking corner street being arrested by cops, people lined up against a wall, oh, it's yeah. not good. Not cartoonish at all. Yeah, I know. But, but to me, even reality-wise, if I saw that, like, what the f- like, what kind of world are we living in? So I would be like, this is bullshit, and this is cartoonish shit. Even in real life, I would be saying that to myself. Like, what the f***? But that's fine, but that doesn't make it any less than what it is. I guess. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I, I trust, I, I get what you mean. Like, I know there's shit going on around the world, and I ran, and all the play. I get, I trust me, I get police brutality shitty. Trust me, I am that guy who's against that kind of shit. It's just seeing it in this <laughs> movie is like, hmm. Maybe because it was a Batman movie. Maybe if it wasn't a Batman movie, I'd be like more on board. I was like, that's where we're going with this, huh? I don't know what else you wanted. A little bit more subtlety. A little bit more. A A fraction more. Not a lot. I'm not asking for a lot, but not... And I get the cops are so corrupt and bad that they can just do the things really nearly out in public and no one can do anything about it. I get it. Everyone's in everyone's pocket. I trust me. I get it. I get it. But maybe it's because I've seen this so many times in a Batman movie. Like I just don't give a shit. Like and I've seen it on better. So like I don't, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think this is the one that started all that though. And that's my thing. This came out in 20, 
11. So, yeah, this was probably well, great back then. the movie came out in 2011. Oh, God, yeah, and then the comic forever ago. I think 1986. Jesus Christ. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, like, this started all those tropes. Yeah. We gotta keep is, that in mind. That's true. I, that's true. I guess. Not, not only do you have to keep that in mind, you have to keep an extra in mind for this movie since it is just a straight one-to-one adaptation. That's fair. That is fair. I can see. I, What's up? Like, this movie is called Batman Year One, but this might as well be called James Gordon. Yes. This is not a Batman movie. Oh, well, yeah, you're right. You're right. Batman's a background character yeah. at best. Yeah. I mean, like, the big climax and spectacle is around batman but that's more around everything closing in yeah but mostly it's like jim gordon getting accustomed to uh, right because you you don't really get into batman's personal life this is all about jim's personal life you know what i was i I can agree and i think if they would have just taken all the batman shit out and put it more in the background and really made it like the rise of gordon gordon i would have loved this movie tj because i did like the parts of gordon's like what again this part he's like okay i'm in the city i'm from chicago came from an area like this gotham's way worse i'm I'm trying to not interact with these people yet see how they roll oh this guy's a piece of shit let me not interact with him yet let me see how he continues to roll i like that that was great and i just think your batman biases are coming in because a big part of how Jim Gordon rises is because of the vigilantiness of Batman and I like you that know, sequence later on. That that fight sequence where he's like, Oh, they're making Batman a hero and like he's like kind of rooting for Batman. I like that shit a lot. Yeah, that that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. I don't know what you're complaining about then. Because well, after the sequence, we cut the Batman crying over his dead parents. Don't give a f yeah, I do well, not give a shit. And there's like, a flashback yeah. later on, could not care any less teach. They're, those scenes are so far and few between and you know you can't have batman's got blood everywhere when he's getting shot up like come on come on i gotta do any dna tests and like automatically match it to bruce f-ing wayne like come on it's 1986 dna tests were DNA tests weren't a thing oh they were a thing to incriminate black people for sure but you can't incriminate with a big white man huh continue continue no i don't think they were prominent in 1986 86 80s come on 86 i'm pretty sure I'm, I'm, there's no way they were not dna tests Okay, that was going to look it up too, but I'm pretty sure 1986 is when it started. And what was the movie taking place? 1986. Yeah, so come on, TJ. They would definitely have tried it. So it was, it was preliminary at best. It wasn't perfect at all. I mean, it's still not perfect. Well, obviously. But like nowadays, they can, they're solving crimes from the past with DNA testing and exactly. stuff like that. But like it wasn't like that then. It was hard. The, it was the, hard back then. I know. Without the amount of blood, they, they, he was such a wanted character. They would have caught, collected some. And over the years, they would have like had it saved a little while. Like, hey, guys, DNA test is pretty big. And we have a lot of f-ing Batman blood right here. We should uh, check be that fa- shit out. To be fair, when he was <laughs> shot, there was a lot going on. So maybe- no, I know. I know. Well, there was also a lot of blood, too. They, they burned down a building, first of all, and it could all be gone there. And two... Who knows how much other blood has been mixed in with all the other people getting That's knocked not down. That's not then you just, okay, there's 20 DNA samples here out of all the Gotham City. Perfect. Then we have 20 prime suspects. Let's see who burned in this building, which is bomb. Yeah, but let's I'm see pretty, who were possibly not burned in the building. I'm pretty sure um, some DNA can be contaminated and, you Yeah, know. some, but, like, if you, if you can collect a lot of it, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I don't know. I know. I just <laughs> think you're, you're overthinking this a nah, little too that was, much. That was a lot of blood, TJ. Anyways, I'm sorry. After Jim Gordon meets Flask. To be fair, there was a lot of blood, but it all seemed to stick to his suit. Well, he left some, yeah. 
there were some points where he was like blood puddles towards like later showing his like footprint and shit like that. And it's, but then again, like you said, it was part in the building. So yeah, <laughs> we get some messed up things in this. We do. Oh god, we do. At that, that's probably my favorite sequence in this whole movie. Is that little metal part? Like that's my favorite sequence. Yeah, because it, it gets really dark. All right, so hold on. Yeah, Back to the beginning here. <laughs> Jumping all around here. Still on January 4th. Oh, by the way, just you can't really have Batman year one without, you know, at least referencing how he, why he's being Batman. Oh, That's why oh. the flashbacks are there. Trust me, I know. I know. I know. And honestly, yeah. 1986, I think this is when they were reestablishing the origins anyway. Ugh. Because I think it was like only two years after Infinite Crisis where everything got rebooted. Yeah. So... I think the audience knows I hate Batman because I'm doing a podcast. I think if it wasn't for this podcast, I would have really enjoyed this movie a lot more. I think you would have. I think your biases kicked in so because I, it was oh, Batman. It's always going to kick in. Every time I see a Batman movie from here on out, like, God, we're doing Batman again. <laughs> I'm just saying, because this was... I, I know. I don't, and I don't like, mean I, it. I really don't mean it. It's just like... I I have my problems with this movie, but I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say it was a terrible movie. I'm not saying it's terrible. It's not a terrible movie. I just, but, yeah. I'm just exhausted, that's all. But yeah, again, I love the Jim Gordon shit in this movie a lot more. Everybody guesses how much I care about Jim Gordon. Oh yeah, Jim Gordon is an actual really good character. When yes, it's, this made me like him way more, way more. Like, once the once when I get the focus on when I do focus on him, it's pretty good. Yes. Anyhow, after police, police brutality and stuff like that. And maybe I guess I don't like the police brutality shit because it's too real, I guess. Like, I, I can relate to that. Yeah. Speaking of Brian Cranston, that's really why I don't like Breaking Bad. It's, like, a little too close to what yeah, things are. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, and like it's I can recognize it's an okay show, but it's like, uh Yeah. So, like, some things are, like, they're great, but it's like, this is too real. Like, there is um an episode of Breaking Bad of just going into a druggie's house. Yes. And it's a mess. And I've been in a couple mm. of those houses like that. It's like, ugh. I am blessed to not have to have to deal with that kind of shit in my life. I could definitely see that. Or to see the, the we're spoiling freaking bad right now. The sequence where uh, Jesse's girlfriend is, uh, that's her final scene. She dies in that scene. Oh, yeah. That's she like, overdoses. That's kind of real. Like, that's a little dark. Granted, it's breaking yeah. bad. It should be dark. But like, Jesus Christ, could not imagine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I get it. <laughs> So some real world situation. I'm glad these shows address it. it was like this is kind of disheartening. There's no answer to it. Well, you know what the the good the beautiful thing about these things are like especially in this thing is at least in these they things get better. That's the see it's a sad that's the sad part, TJ. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying that's not a good thing. At least in those worlds, things get better. Oh man, like this is a story of you know overcoming that. You know? you know, I guess I'm just too much of a cynic. Like, does it get like my argument? I've always say outside of this podcast, does it get better in a Batman universe? Does it really get better? I just feel like it's like just well, like the same. It gets the police aren't corrupt anymore, and you can actually depend on them to do stuff. Sure, they're overly outmatched. That, yeah, that's some. Yeah. But at least you could depend on you know the people who are supposed to be protecting you to protect you. Is Gotham's police? I guess at this stage of the comics and like our current timeline, is it corruption free or is it still like one or two cops that are bad? Uh, well, well, I I want to say it's corruption free, but they kind of just started doing a few comics based on it, and they're showing like basic problems that the police, like the police force, has and stuff like that. Okay. If you know what I'm saying, like. They 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 literally there's a comic I think it's called the GCBD the Big Blue Wall I think it was called yeah that I just read and it just focuses on like 
three cops to just join the force. Oh, okay. And um, the commissioner, Renee Montoya, yeah. who is now commissioner because Jim Gordon's... Where is Jim Gordon? I think he's a private detective or something. Of course. <laughs> I don't know where he is at the moment. But anyway, but like one of the kids is... Um, cops is like a uh, parole officer and it's showing him struggling like with his person that's training them why are you being nice to these guys they're all losers all these criminals and stuff oh, see again that's too real i think that's so sad and then another person um the the girl cop doesn't shoot um a guy and they they raise her up to be a hero and stuff because hey she didn't shoot that guy <laughs> you know but 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 then it happens again and it comes to find you come to find out she didn't shoot that guy because she froze yeah it wasn't because she chose not to so then there's a whole big controversy around that and stuff like that. Absolutely. So, like, there's that stuff going on right now. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't say that's corruption. No, you know it's what I'm not. Saying? It's not. It's not to this level in this movie. Like how. Right. Where everything's bought and paid for. And, like, you, every, it's pretty much uh, cops are just mafia. But see, uh, but like maybe my other issue with this. Now we're really hot. I'm hopping on this a lot. I'm sorry. Like I love a good dirty cop story. I love seeing like a precinct of like half good, half bad cops. I like that kind of stuff. So I guess seeing it in like this movie, how they're all just openly, or I guess a lot of the bad ones just openly bad and not sneaky bad. I guess to me, I feel that's kind of lazy. That's why it's cartoonish. But when they're like behind the sh- behind the uh, curtain, kind of sneaky and bad and like doing bad things, I like that more. Yeah, but I. I get what you're saying, but at the same time, this is uh police force that's just been so corrupt for so long. Yeah. And honestly, their mistake was bringing in Jim Gordon as a lieutenant. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Instead of just uh, like a B cop or something, giving yep. him rank and stuff so he could actually like, boss other cops around. Why would they bring Gordon in? They they, they actually explained that. I didn't I didn't get to that point. I, know, yet I don't remember that part. I'm sorry. You keep le- it's stopping me. I'm still on January 4th. Well, we're talking a lot about cops right now. <laughs> Who would have known Dirty Cops would have been such a huge issue and a lot to talk about? Fascinating. Anywho. Anyway, so we're still on January 4th, and, you know, after the police brutality thing, uh, Bruce goes home, and he's just, like, mourning his parents and stuff like that. Now, finally cut from January 4th to February 12th, and um, Jim Gordon is talking to Commissioner Loeb, who is another of the main antagonists. And this is where he's like tells on why he brought him in. Oh, I think like, I think we learn here that his his wife's pregnant. By the way, before we cut the floor. No, that's after. Okay, that's in that's in February twelfth. Okay, sorry. Yeah. So he's talking to Loeb, and Loeb's like, like Gordon's here because he brought down a, a dirty cop in Chicago. And once you bring once you bring down the cop, you're kind of like outcast i guess that's how that works yes and so but he kept it all out of the papers essentially he's avoided like press and he's able to do things under um who's he who's who's been able to do this gordon okay he kept all that out of the papers out of the press he managed to do everything kind of by the way how gotham does things you know Oh. They thought they were they're gonna bring him in. He was gonna be just as corrupt as everyone else, and will play along. Well, maybe not. Maybe he thinks he's an idealist. Once he gets here, since he knows how to do that stuff, it you know they can keep him in line because they do show a few scenes later with the other cops. Like this isn't working out with him. Yes. He's doing things. He's being good. Yes, yeah. essentially. And pretty much, it's the commissioner gives Gordon a vow threat essentially yes. here, and then he go we go home and he's. We learned that 
Barbara is pregnant. So, and his personal life is kind of a big part of this whole story. Um, so you know what really confused me yes. about the story, even back when I read it for the first time? What's up? Where is Batgirl? She wouldn't exist yet, would she? She's the older child. How old is she? She's like she's like seven years older, supposed to be like seven years older than um Barbara uh, by than her brother John. So the kid that he just gave uh is now a father of is it a boy or a girl? I don't remember. It's a boy. Oh, well then maybe she's still in Chicago at the board. No, no, I, I looked into it, but I just wanted to point that out. There's like like why is Barbara Gordon not in this? Where's the daughter at in all of this? And apparently she at least up into the new 52 reboot was not actually Jim Gordon's biological daughter. She uh, was his niece. Oh, okay. And she ad- he adopted her when her parents died. Oh, so there we go, DJ. Yeah. I did sense. not know that coming into this. Learned something new. So I thought that was interesting now, nowadays because of all the reboots, she is her biological. Yes. So. Which do you prefer? I, I kind of prefer the adoption thing. Why then, Marcus? There's a lot of orphans in this f-ing series. I don't prefer that. Let's make her his real daughter. You're right. I looked at that. Yeah, I, I actually don't know. I always just thought that was his real daughter. Yeah. So I, di- I didn't really matter to me one way or another. She's never treated her other than her just daughter. Yeah, that, that, you that, know, makes him, that makes her his real daughter, though, TJ. Yes, I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> It just it just stood out to me. It's like, where is Barbara in all of this? I just it, it wasn't clicking with me, and I was like, and then I looked into it. I was like, oh, I guess this is before he adopted her. It's only a fanboy would know this because I always think I always knew he had like two children, but I didn't know like what was the order. So I thought like, okay, he had a boy. So I well, I, that, that was the later. that was the first thing I looked up. Who is older, Barbara or? <laughs> God damn you, TJ! I was like, I don't know which one's older. I'm like. I was like, is John is, or is it James? I think I think his name's James. The fact that you know the kid's name too. Well, I know the kid's name because he grows up to be a serial killer. Of course, and Batgirl's got to take him down. Uh, God, of course, TJ. It's a whole big story arc where Stop he's it. where they're trying to help him, and he's Gross. just evil serial killer. And... I hate it all. I hate it. Of course, he's got to be related and be a bad person and test the. That's how you know Batman's been on for forever. Like, how many times you got to jump the shark, guys? Okay, I'm sorry. So, yeah, that's why I know James Gordon Jr. because of course he's a serial killer. I'm also really big in the Batman lore, so I, I would. such a Star Wars thing that happened, though. Like, oh my god. I do not hate Batman to the point I really do hate it, but it's like, you know, we all have that fandom we get tired of. Let's just say that. Anyway, so did you talk about them beating the shit out of them? We didn't get there yet. So, but hold on. I think that happens, I guess. Okay. Nope. I'm watching it right now, but okay. <laughs> nope. It doesn't happen yet. Well, because in mind, the one I'm watching, he lays down his wife in her bed. In her bed. Mm-hmm. After you see, after the long day of being with Fisk. And then, that's what comes to February 12th. And you put that into February 12th. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. Okay. Weird. Oh, I went to February 26th, it looks like. Okay. I'm sorry. So, yeah, I'll cut that out. Marcus, cut that out. Gotcha. <laughs> Okay, you you caught up on the timeline yeah, now. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm good. We're good. All right. So yeah, that's that was that. He goes to bed and you know so forth and so forth. Cut over to February 24th for some reason just to show Bruce training. No, that was pointless. Well, it shows he can cut down a tree, which is like okay, he cuts down a tree of his legs. You can't cut down Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Well, see, <laughs> the point of the scene is oh, I'm skilled this way but I'm not ready to take down the criminals yet because I don't have whatever it is I'm missing yet. Okay, we get it. The Bruce stuff is a little weak. Oh, and I also want to mention, yeah. do not like the voice actor. 
Yeah, you, Bruce Wayne. You, you alluded to that earlier. Yeah. I mean, I thought the voice acting was fine overall, but his was just not... Uh, it was something off about it to me. I did not like it. It wasn't Kevin Conroy. R.I.P. Yeah, no, it wasn't because it wasn't Kevin Conroy. There was a... We had a few Batmans now. I just think he has didn't really do a good job with it. I think he was okay, honestly. He wasn't, like, distracting to me. I don't know. He's, he was, like, nasally or something. Oh, that's fair. I don't know. It was distracting to me. I didn't really like it. Anyway. Now we cut over to February... 26. 26 and Flash is completing the lobe that Jim Gordon's not fitting in. And he's like, do something about it then. Wait till I'm out of town and then do something about it, Lobe says. March 11, this is where Jim Gordon gets his butt kicked. Hey, he should be dead here. I guess not dead. Well, no. I feel like he should be like paralyzed or something from this shit. No, they weren't out to paralyze him. It was just a threat to keep him down. They beat the f*** out of four wooden baseball bats. Yeah, that doesn't mean you... Like the first hit was to his head, TJ. Yeah, and he got knocked out for a little while. I think they just wail on him, I, I guess. But like, it was in the ribs. It wasn't like in the legs. He should be hospitalized. Yeah. The four adult men are wailing on me with baseball bats. It depends on whether or not how much they were really they trying are, to hurt them. One hit with baseball bats going to hurt like a motherfucker. Yeah, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to break anything. It's, it's just going to bruise. F- no. It's going to yeah. fracture some ribs at least. Possibly. But that's not going to stop you from, you know, know. doing things. I don't know. Oh, sure. Anyway, yeah, so they, they mean, oh, by the way, I don't know if they mentioned it in this, but Jim Cornyn's in a Marine. Yeah, they mentioned Okay, because yeah. he's talking about having to take down Flash, who's an ex-Green Beret yeah. and stuff. I've done it before. I could do it again. Yeah, so anyway, while uh, Gordon's getting beat up, Bruce Wayne's in, like, the red light district. I don't know why he decided to go there. I guess that's where he wants to find criminals. He disguises himself, puts like a fake scar on. I'm so, how like it's just, you gotta know that's Bruce Wayne, right? No, there's no way you don't guys. know it's not, not Bruce Wayne. Not everybody knows what Bruce Wayne looks like. And why would Bruce Wayne be in the red light district? Like I just like like look. I'm just saying there are a lot of, a lot of people look alike. You know, there's yes. there there's a lot of characteristics, yes. and a, a, there's a there's a thing about you know. Why would this? Why would Bruce Wayne be in yes. this part of town and stuff like yes. that? And if this guy's got this giant scar on his face and he says it's distracting, that's the whole point. Yes, yes. But still, if Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos or any billionaire person we know today, like just do that, you're still like you look a lot like. Yeah, but those man. guys are constantly yes. in yes. in the public, and yes. Bruce Wayne's been missing for twelve nope. years. Orphan child whose parents were slain, whose parents who were known to the city because this is the city, yeah, and the has Wayne's. been missing and has been missing for twelve years. Wait, he's back and now. No one, he is back. And no one. He was yeah, and, when he landed. He was taken. He, they were taking pictures out the wazoo of this right. man and that's gonna and be on the like front sh- newspaper like oh bruce right. wayne's back to town gonna care next page you're gonna have that picture ingrained in your head and it's no, been a few months not. it's been a month or two no now you would not yes, i can tell you, you for a fact i've seen pictures of people in there and i couldn't tell you, you who they you, are tj oh and no i think you are over analyzing nope. people's ability to like Yes, register and no. stuff like yes that. Yes and no. For sure, I know I am over, but it's Bruce Wayne. I guess, okay, we're in February. Sure. If this was later in the year, I'd be more arguing than my point. But yeah, we're just still freshly he's back. Sure. But like, I know who Elon Musk looks like. And I wish I did not know who he looks like. I don't give a fuck about Elon Musk or Bezos Honestly, or any of those I, guys. I kind of know what they look like, but if I saw it on the street, I wouldn't think I look that's Elon There's Musk. TJ. But people who are usually in a, who are looking at the public, the news, the stratosphere of what's going on in the world. Usually. You think these people in the red light district, who are selling their bodies 
are watching TV and reading newspapers and seeing who's in the public store eye right now? Hey, probably because they are people still. Yes, probably. And also in 1986, and probably TJ. Probably the, the internet's not a thing. But newspapers are always everywhere, always flying on a on loading on the ground. And also people sure. people who What's visit not- the red light district who are businessmen. Hey, they get my you know what wet. Oh, well, that guy kind of looks like Bruce Wayne a little bit. I yeah, don't know. But, it's, but he's not <laughs> proposing anything. He's just walking down it. Yeah, so are other guys walking down the street. So, like, I figured... Like, that's what I mean. He's just another guy. Yeah. I, I, I Trust me, I know, I know. But I just feel like someone crossing past this guy would like, you look a lot like the guy who just came back, whose parents were slain years back. But he's got you... But you have this giant scar on your face. Doesn't mean shit all. You can get a strong scar quickly, TJ. I'm just saying, he looks Bruce Wayne. It doesn't stand out, uh, like, as far as... This motherfucker works out day in and day out. He's a big dude. I don't know. I'm not saying they're all going to be like, hey, that's Bruce Wayne. Why you got that fake scar on? But I'm just like, someone's going to be like, that looks like Bruce Wayne a little bit. I see, okay, I, you see a lot of gang. See, it's like, that kind of looks like a real person. They're not going to be like, hey, look, that looks like Bruce Wayne a little bit. I, I, they're everyone if, if in I'm the with ground. someone, yeah. Hey, that comes you like would, but that's yeah. you. <laughs> Most people be like, huh, that's weird. Maybe that looks like a, he looks like a little bit like Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Huh. Oh, well. Yeah. That's And that would be in their head, and that would be the end of it. <laughs> I guess you're right. I love our Batman podcast. You know, this should not be an hour and ten right now, teacher. <laughs> our podcasts are always so long when it comes to Batman. I, I hate it. That's why I tried the Batman podcast. You just said you loved it. I, I always have so much to complain about Batman. Most of it not even valid. It was like, God damn it. Uh, okay, so we're in Red Light District. Yeah, so we're in the Red Light District. Let me get another hold little on, bit see, of Hold on, I'm looking at the scene right now. So he's getting a scuffle with this guy, and there's a crowd around him. Not one motherfucker in that crowd like, okay, I was like, Bruce Wayne. Not one person is thinking that. No, because there's a fight going on. Yeah, I think I would know it's a fight between, again, Elon Musk and like, again, someone else. Again, <laughs> it's like, okay, now there's a fight going on in the Red Light District. This guy's fighting a pimp. Why would Bruce Wayne be fighting a pimp? <laughs> exactly. So you think that like this motherfucker, Bruce Wayne, that not would, you? Like I don't know, man. No, know. that would be that would convince me that it's not Bruce Wayne. I don't know. I'd be I'd be really like, what's going on? Why is he be like Musk? Bruce Wayne? Why I got he's got billion dollars. Should be in like sleeping with some supermodel somewhere. Why was he down here? Even if it wasn't. Even though this is just a guy who looks like <laughs> Elon Musk. Or not Elon. It looks like a guy who looks like uh, Bruce Wayne. After the fight said and done, anyone who watched that who thinks it was, looks like Bruce Wayne, who just looks like him, will tell all his friends, yeah, I saw this motherfucker who looks like Bruce Wayne get his ass kicked or beat up. I forget how this fight plays out. Get an altercation with this pimp. Bruce Wayne fought a pimp. That's that's how the legends start. I don't know. No, I don't think you're right on that one. Again, he doesn't stand out that much as far as he looks like a normal guy. I guess. With a, with a fake scar on. Yeah, I mean, just in general, he doesn't stand out. He, in a sense of a cartoon, no, he doesn't. But I feel like in real life, this person would stand out. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, Bruce Wayne has no characteristics. Like, he doesn't have, he's got regular hair. He's a wealthy he's got, man. Yeah, he, 
that like, stands I, out enough to you. This man is what what I'm saying in our in our it, a, a little bit of a disguise, a little bit like a, a hat, a jacket, yes, a, yeah. not not an expensive jacket, just cheap clothes or whatever. Go walking down the street, no one's gonna recognize. Hey, that looks like that normal looking guy. Kind of maybe kind of looks like Bruce Wayne, but yeah, why yeah, would he be here? That's not wrong. That's not wrong. I feel like I keep going to Elon Musk because he's the most popular right now. I, I feel like Elon Musk could probably pull that off if you really wanted to. So I guess you're not. But wrong. at the same time, Elon Musk looks weird. Yeah, he's got weird facial structure. So I guess if Bezos were to put like a fake wig on and walk around. Well, no. All he's going to do is put a a hat on. Yeah, because I guess he's looks like average. I guess he's got average stature. Yeah. We should test it. I can't test it. Okay, I guess we should. I wish they could test that out one time. And you, you're putting people's. You're putting too much credit into what people pay attention to. Oh, I know. I am. I know. Trust me. I know how easy it is. I, well, I stick out, so I can't blend in. But I know how it is easy it is for people to blend in. So I get that. I get that. Like, and when I'm walking down the street, I don't look at anybody. I don't give a crap. That's you, though. But again, if you were someone in the public eye. Like, if we were doing this podcast and we were kind of famous, I think people would kind of pick us out to a point. Well, me and you kind of stand out. We do, don't we? <laughs> I was, as I was saying that, I was thinking how you look with all your hair. Like, yeah, TJ stands out a little bit, too. So, <laughs> we're much easier to pick out than some clean-shaved, short hair guy that just everybody, looks like everybody else. That's, you're not wrong, I guess. You're not wrong. And uh, So, there's a pimp fight. What happens, TJ? Well, actually, I didn't even get oh to the pimp fight yet. Oh, my God. Because something kind of gross happens before that. Oh, God, yeah, I saw that. I was like, ew. So, Holly, Catwoman psychic, can't be born of 14. In my mind, she's she, 18. She, she can't be, though. She doesn't she's look not. like it. She's she's a child. She's 12, probably. Yeah, and she approaches Bruce Wayne and says, do you want to have a good gross. time? And he's, and Bruce is like, how nah. old are you? And, I, and she's like, however young you want me to be. And yes. I was like, ew. Nah. I was like, don't need to hear ew. that. And that's kind of why I hate Frank Miller right there. Yeah. Because that's definitely a Frank Miller line. And it's like, that, that definitely insinua- insinuates that like other people have just capitalized on that in this universe. Oh, yeah. That, oh, definitely. Yeah, like, that's dark. That's really, don't need to know that. Yeah, because not only, because... Like the pimp comes over and says you're doing it wrong, while Selena's watching yes. from the from the upstairs with a client. So it's all kind of gross. But anyway, Bruce doesn't like what's happening here, and he gets in a fight with the pimp. But then Holly stabs Bruce Lane Wayne in the leg. <laughs> yeah, she got protect her pimp dad. Gross. And then everybody starts attacking him, and he throws Holly across the floor, which sends Selena in the rage. She jumps out of a second story window. I thought that this was cartoon. It's like okay, because I didn't know she, I, just, I didn't know she was Catwoman yet. Like this is ridiculous. Who's this f-ing lady? Yeah, no, but that's what I mean. She's already Catwoman yeah, to like, an extent. So her and Bruce fight for a bit, and then the cops show up and they all run away. Is that how that happens, DJ? Yes. Then what happens if they run away? I, I wanted to bring up a point. And oh, I'm okay. Just, I'm just, I'm trying to remember what it was. That's why I froze Catwoman for a moment. Fight. But, yeah, I, I don't remember what it was. Oh, so. And a couple years ago, there was a, a, a line of Batman comics with Batman and Catwoman in a relationship yeah. leading up to them getting married. It doesn't happen, but that's not the point. But oh, oh, throughout a streamline of those comics, I don't know if I mentioned it on this podcast, they always they were always having an argument about where they met. Oh. Uh, uh, by the way, they don't they don't all run away. I'm sorry. The cops yeah. show up and shoot Bruce yeah, Wayne in go. the shoulder. I was like, what are you talking about? They ran away. <laughs> Everyone else ran away. <laughs> okay, so they get in a, they talk about where they met. They met, and Batman always says we met on a boat. Catwoman always says we met on the street. 
Oh. So Catwoman's referencing this. Yes. The year one. Batman's referencing the first, the debut of Catwoman and Batman number one in nineteen six. I like that. It's it was it's a very cute thing. Yeah. In there, and it's like we met here, bringing back the two things, and then you know eventually explains. Bruce says we always met on the boat because that's where I truly met you as who you are, and not just some stranger on the street. I like that. Yeah. I just I, it, uh, that the the whole run of Batman stood out to me as pretty fantastic. Yes. So I was wanted to bring it up. Anyway, yeah. So Bruce gets shot because the cops just shoot people now. That's like that's where I think I wrote my okay, yeah. This was the sequence where I wrote down my notes. Okay, so too cartoonish slash everyone knows hand to hand combat and fighting Selena. Uh, and then said cop, cops are comically evil and this is just dumb. Like this is like this is ridiculous. All it was because it was too much at once. I guess. Well, like I said, Selena's Catwoman. You didn't know that at that time. Said that. Well, because they don't they don't that. say it's Selena. They just to see her jump down. Like who is this? no no. There's when she's looking out the window. The guy she was says, Selena, come back. Oh, did he? Yeah. Did not hear that. I just saw this chick looking down at him. I was like, who's this chick? And why can't she kind of run No, as, as she's looking down, she's like, some idiot's about to get himself killed. And he's like, Selena, come back. Uh, yeah, no. Definitely. Anyway, so Bruce wakes up in the back of the squad card and he says, pull over. You're going to regret it. And they're like, yeah, right. And then he proceeds to choke out the car and causes them to crash. And the cop card is about to blow up, and he's like, "I got, I can't, I don't kill, so I gotta save them, even though they're corrupt." He said, "Even scumbags have families." Yep, or something like that. Meanwhile, Gordon's going on, going full Mandy here. <laughs> it really is Mandy, isn't it? Because he wakes up and he calls. He's like, "Where's Flash at now?" He's like, "He's at a poker game with his friends. He's not on duty today." And Gordon goes and waits outside and waits for him to get out and then causes him to crash his car gives him a baseball bat and proceeds to whip his ass and leave him naked in the snow so good so good and he's like he's not gonna tell anybody he's he's gonna make up some story about 10 guys and he'll never bother me or barbara again because he was threatening barbara yeah because he's got a, a thing here um but yeah that's that uh then we get uh I'm just seeing we cut over to april 4th right uh see bruce wayne's their parents so yeah oh right yeah. we're still in all that happened in this one day <laughs> yes. bruce wayne crashes in to wayne matter and he's like i'm gonna i can ring this bell and die here because i don't know what to do i don't know what the symbol is on pussy and then we get the classic scene that's been played to death now this is where it all started where the bat flies in yeah. and it's like oh batman I was really. It's, I tell, I'm telling you, this first half, first act of this movie, or whatever you want to call this, I hate it so much. <laughs> As you can see by my hour and a half nitpicking of this shit. Yeah, but I think that's all, all Batman bias. Yeah, it, it is because like I've seen if, if this if this was like the first Batman thing I've ever seen, like this is really f-ing good, guys. Who's this Batman guy? This is f-ing amazing. This is like my twentieth thing this year. It's so like f-ing Batman. Many times I didn't see his origin story, TJ. This is his origin. TJ's is damn near close. Anyway, cut over to April 4th, and there's a hostage situation going on, and we the SWAT team's about to move in on them, and then we get introduced to the other antagonist. I forget his name, though. Joker? No. <laughs> um, Brent or something like that. I can't remember. I hold my gun, the bad dude? The... the head of the SWAT team. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that guy, yeah. Yeah, anyway, so the head of the SWAT team is about to go in on this hostage who this guy has, like, three kids in a room, and after he's he's was released from Arkham, and he's still insane, so I guess they didn't do their job. 
But you think this show, do you think the Batman series like handles that kind of shit? Well, mentally ill. It kind of paints them all in a bad light. Like, did, did they ever mention in the series and the shit like that? Like, we should fund like mental shit like that. Like, yeah, they go into it every once in a while. Okay, because I feel like they just make it look like hey, if you're crazy, but at this you're point, bad. But at, at this point, it's seventy years of like storytelling behind it, so it's yeah. like it's kind of hard to retcon. Hey, not me- mental <laughs> illness is not as bad as it seems, even though there's a killer clown. And, That's what I'm you saying. Know, like. I feel like most of the bad people in this, we were like a part of the uh, uh the rose gallery. Like, yeah, most are mentally ill. Like, ugh. yeah, I know. I like that's and well. there's there's a lot of criticism behind. Okay, you know, bat, you know about how <laughs> Batman's Batman sense of justice is him beating up mentally ill people. <laughs> a guy who needs so, therapy that desperately just goes around beating up mentally ill people. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's as problematic as. <laughs> that's why it's just like, come on, guys. It's it is problematic, but you know. This is what happens when. What happens? <laughs> you gonna let me finish my sentence? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is what happens when you take a story and a character from 1940s. <laughs> That's just how they portrayed them. I guess. Well, not really, because like back in no, that and Batman number one, yeah. they literally have Batman hanging a mentally ill Ooh. person from his Batplane and saying he's better Ooh. off this way. Oh wow! Ooh. They really thought mental illness oh. it was bad. And, like, so, I they, mean, we still kind of do, sadly, but but they 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 said you're better off dead. Oh, that's so. Oh, that's bad feels. I don't like that. That's. And that's just how. That's what oh, happens man. when you when you steep a character in lore like that. For, for it's kind of hard to back out of it. And like they, they tried, and they've cr- and but you know the story is wouldn't have lasted for so long if it wasn't good. You know what I mean? What's good about it though? Like the character is good, and they wouldn't have they wouldn't have lasted seventy five years or whatever we're at now if it wasn't. Maybe I'm just so against Batman. I'm just trying to figure out why I don't like Batman. Is it because I'm seeing too much of it? Like, is it like? Is it like? I think I I think you're overexposed to it, and because of your critical nature, I think that's what it is. Because like, I just feel like there's nothing good about Batman. Like, yeah, it addresses a lot of shit, but like, it's not really giving any solutions to anything. It's like, like I think you're, you're the overexposure and your natural contrarianism really. Be add to it because Pat- batman's popular I, and I, I, you I, go against popular things yes not always i like star wars <laughs> that's popular but you also hate star I wars <laughs> i can't enjoy good things i just man yeah i think that's what it is it i just to think be, right i think it's overexposure and your natural inclination to just hate things <laughs> i should see therapy maybe that's why i hate batman because i need to see therapy <laughs> Oh man, he hung a mentally. He hung a mentally. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Uh, Pro- Professor Hugo Strange experimented on mentally ill people and turned them into these giant Hulkin figures, and they were mentally insane. And he literally kills every one of them. God, Batman or Hugo? Batman. Yeah, I think he burns two of them alive in the car if i remember correctly i guess yeah when you're reading as a kid or whatever back then like you're not really thinking oh these are actually people no they're just like oh they're bad guys now so yeah they're they're big monsters yeah Yeah. yeah. that's fucking dark man we we covered that on comics so anyone curious about that you can go check that out (laughs) yeah 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 okay anyways back to the review um oh there's a hostage there's a hostage situation going on (laughs) <laughs> and April 4th, and the SWAT team's about to go in. But James Gordon's like, nah, this isn't happening.
happen. And these those guys are just going to kill everybody, and those kids are going to die. So he's like speeds along the sidewalk, almost murdering civilians. And shows up the scene, he gets in front of him, he says, stand down. And that's why he has to stand down, because he's Lieutenant Gordon. Which is surprising, because like, they're so corrupt and shitty, like, I'm surprised they actually follow his orders. Well, I think there he has the ability to punish them. Like, but they're still like, like he does, but like they're all corrupt. Even the commissioner can't he just work right, I know that. Yeah, but he's also got. Well, he doesn't have it at this point, but they can't. There's also they're openly corrupt in certain areas, but they can't like be openly disorder. Disorder. What's that word? Dis- uh, disobeying their higher ups, because yeah. then you're gonna have like government problems. You know what I mean? But like, are you? Because like, I, 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 that's why I'm confused. Like, because we see like they established in this movie, the commissioner and like some of the wealthy elite in Gotham are like all like, yeah, we're all evilly bad. So like, how far does the reach of the government in this? to the I real world goes, government I, and like, I think it only goes up to the mayor yeah so like i think they can like work around a gordon and like not give a what his orders are right or like yeah but like you have to understand like the commissioner isn't in place headquarters i don't think he's look he's high yeah. he's still gordon's boss though right right yeah but he's like not there where jim gordon's there for the day-to-day activities and he can, you know, put people in suspension without pay. He can do all these other things, these little minor things that could really disrupt, disrupt. Like he can disrupt the whole process of things well, so that I'm are happening. Confused. So, okay, let's say, okay, you just said, so, uh, uh, the commissioner is Gordon's boss. And Gordon's, like, take control of all these little peon police officers who are corrupt. And they're corrupt, and the commissioner is corrupt, and Gordon's still good. And Gordon's in the middle. So let's say all these peons are getting punished by Gordon, and they can just say, okay, well, we're going to tell the big daddy commissioner and go over your head, and he's going to do something about it. But can't they just do that? Well, what are they going to do about it? Like, hey, hey, commissioner. Which I guess they do in the movie, so, but like... like yeah, they do. They do everything they can. Like, why do they fear like the, Gordon? Like, why... I, I, just don't, I just don't... I don't get because, that. Because... He's got the people on his side and the press on his side. Oh. So if they actively go against him. But like that, you but know, like who cares? Because they're actively beating black kids up in the street. So like, why do they care now? I, this is gonna sound really ooh, harsh, ooh. but no one cares about that. About what? About the brutality on the street. That's what I'm Come like. On. That's what, like that's where I'm lost. But, like, but if you have, but like then you have this hero cop come in and he's starting to help people, and he's and everyone's on their side and on his side and stuff and you think they're gonna if you something happens to them the everyone they're just gonna sit down and take that it's gonna happen. i don't think the cops would give a f- if they're this corrupt and this not the cops but now, now you have this major story that brings in the governor's office and you know out higher ups maybe even fbi investigation internal affairs that's all like i just i'm not buying it in the sense of like really like this is corruption and badness has been going on like this city's been known to be it's so bad for so long that it only takes one good cop to get punished for some bullshit for you guys to turn around like that is bullshit to me well not one not one good cop it's one cop with a lot of publicity behind that's him because he's that's bullshit but it's me. like but it's it's just like you know you don't ever hear about anyone getting pulled over but you hear when a celebrity gets pulled over you know what i mean yeah. no and i get that but like i just feel like they can like i just i'm just not grasping like if i was a bad cop with a bad boss and there's like a middleman between us i'm pretty sure me and fellow bad cops and a bad boss can get middleman either to pay like to play game or get the f- out of here like i don't see and like, how would you do that how would you I do that i just told you like that's my whole point 
there's nothing they can do. Just not give a shit. Like, oh, are you going to suspend me, oh, middle they, man? They, like, I, just, they, I don't know. They tried to beat him to death and it worked. And just kill him. If you guys are this that, corrupt, oh, he got that's... killed by some random thug. Like, I, that's yeah, why I don't that, get why they still play along. But that brings in higher investigations. Not if you guys are all the same thing, going to stop a bad thing happening, and some random guy shoots the guy, whoopsies. But, like, that brings undue attention, and it could lead to Who's going who's to file out? those complaints? His family? Kill his family. Like, cause I'm, and I'm only saying this because these guys are so cartoonishly corrupt, I don't see why they give a shit to play against, like, I just, I just I'm not grasping that like i said because one any kind of investigation into something like that could lead to all the other it's like sure everybody's corrupt but it's dominoes you know what i mean it only takes one thing to fall apart for everything to fall apart and it it kind of does when at the end of the movie no it does i get i don't know man like you're not wrong i'm just not buying it so like even say even Let's just take it in this fictional world. Yeah. Someone kills Jim Gordon. Yes. Now you got Batman on the case. I guess Batman is that big of a threat that that is and, a problem. I and guess. you have Harvey Dent that's in there too as the DA, who is also a good guy. I'm just saying that like that leads to okay. Now you got two highly publicized popular figures who were killed in gotham yeah in a shitty in, city who's like I and just, a shitty city but maybe Goth- gotham is not known is known as you know certain things but maybe they it's not as well known outside of gotham like you know you what i mean that's gonna make national head news is like headlines like oh commissioner in gotham like maybe it will was make, murdered maybe was was murdered yeah, in, in the gang, street in a gang break, a breakout like they, he was he him and his guys let's say not i'm not even saying commissioner he's not a commissioner at this point whatever he is at he's this lieutenant. point what he's a lieutenant. Yeah, lieutenant was killed and a crossfire between his men and the gang gang eruption. Sad, another, another sad story in Gotham City. Like I don't think that's going to make like national news to the point where like, oh, this is something going on fishy there. Like, but not maybe not at first. But that brings in like the people who like the press is, was on the side. The press comes in, they start investigating. Like I said, you have Harvey Dent, the DA's office. They start investigating. You have Batman. Now this got good cop who was trying to do things is there. Now he's investigating. Yeah, but do you think these cops who are corrupt and this low, can't, like, think that far ahead of it? I think the cops, the, the lower cops, maybe not, but the commissioner definitely. He's so. not. He's the commissioner for a reason. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Like he's got ties to the mafia and all these other things. And if something goes wrong and something else, it could bring down everything. And that could, if he and if the mafia gets brought down, guess who's going to be held responsible and probably killed for it? See, now you brought the mafia into it. Now he's like, why not? The, why don't the mafia just kill off Gordon's family and him? They tried. Like, how bad are they at their job then to kill off him and his family? Not, I'm not, I'm not, again, I'm not condoning for this. I'm just trying to like make sense of it in my head. But they also, they also mentioned like at one point when they sent them, sent the mob after family, the guy's like, Getting the commissioner's gonna get into Gordon's gonna probably be cuffed because he's a cop. He's always surrounded by other cops. You know what they're I mean? Also, like they're also on the payroll too. Like they're, they're like some of the cops are corrupt again. Like oh, it's right, not all of them are. Like, yeah, I guess not all of them. At this point, you can tell Gordon's got his own faction of cops too. Yeah, okay, that's fair. I guess like you're you're laying it's, down valid points. I'm like I'm not like against you. Like it's just I'm just saying it's not like it's just Jim Gordon. Yeah. He does have his own posse of guys who listen to just him you know what i mean like when the swat goes in to do the thing we're gonna get to later yeah. gordon holds his guys back he does i guess 
But that's why I was thinking, like, I thought those guys were still his people, like, or against him. Or they just well, straight. Well, not all the cops. Not all the cops are against him. And I'm sure, or over the time, he's been bringing in uh, other cops, okay, you know, or fair. other cops. And other maybe there are cops there who are too afraid to go against the corruption, and they fall in line. But Gordon comes in, and it's like, okay, we'll follow you. and Just tell us what we need to do. Because yeah. not everyone's bad, yeah, you know? Just, again, the, the way this movie has painted it out to be, like, in the beginning, like, these cartoonishly evil cops are just openly doing heinous things. It's like, and no one's acting upon this in the, in the precinct. Like, that's that's crazy to me. That's all. That was like, and then they're going to try to bend their knee to Gordon, who they don't like, respect. Like, that's weird. Well, like I said, some do. Some do, but the cartoonish guys who are evil. Like, I feel that, like the way they're shown in this, portrayed in this, <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's but a like, lot of them that if do you, something if, about it. But, like, you, sh- you show the, the, them in this way, which you know for a fact that they're bullies and evil and stuff. So they're probably treating the guys under them like crap. Oh, for sure. So those guys are going to flock to Gordon. Those guys, the people who, the day to day basic operations that run everything. That need to have the the police headquarters go or probably on Gordon's side. Okay, I, I got nothing. I guess you're. I guess you're right. I just. I don't. Know. I was just trying to make sense of it. Yeah, I mean, we're going into like the foundations of how the police organization works and you know how investigations no, I, and everything. I, I know, I know, but I just feel like again. How this movie was portrayed so far, I feel like there's so many corrupt bad people doing openly what? corrupt acts. Like I feel, but they're they, they're not though. They only really show Flash and the SWAT team and Loeb doing bad things. The All the, the other, the how the rest of the cops like, and like they're and they, of course that one cop who shot um Gordon yeah, and and I'm Wayne, not Gordon Wayne. um Bruce Wayne, yeah. but you know oh, but like they show a scene later where they're in where Gordon's addressing the rest of the cops and they're just laughing at Flash for his That's right, yeah. Batman so, thing, yeah. Yeah. So like you can tell that he's got the respect of a lot of the officers too. Yeah. So I mean like it's one thing to take down one guy, but it's also it's a harder thing to take down a guy backed by a a bunch of other cops, you know? Too many like things because I'm thinking like Batman, a vigilante. Yeah, okay. Let's just continue well, this review. I'm sorry, I was just going down too many rat holes in my head. All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> so we're still on April fourth. And we have a hostage situation going on. Gordon shows up and stops the SWAT team from going in. <coughs> he um he takes out his gun and he goes into the building himself unarmed. He approaches the crazy guy with the gun, and the crazy guy gets distracted by a cat, and Gordon. Beats the crap out of him and saves the day. And so the next day in the paper, he's a hero. And this is where Loeb says now he's got the press on his side. Now he's really going to be hard to to handle, essentially. All right. April 6th, the next day after that. Uh, So, you know, Sonogram, we learned that it's a boy. Gordon's having a boy while he's having target practice. It's just him monologuing some more, explaining things. Then April 9th, Batman. Hey, Batman's finally here. Uh, was this the Batman where he took down the guys on the... The scalp of... Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> it's his first time out as Batman, and it's it's actually depicted better in the um, comic. Okay. Because he's actually narrating what's happening and he's explaining, like, the one guy is an amateur, but one of the guys is actually, uh, like, trained and could be a problem. And so he's, like, telling you how he's going to take out each one of these things. Okay. And, and it all the whole fight happens before the television drop hits the ground. Oh, okay. And that's why you saw the TV drop and crash at the end when the, before the fight was happening. Because all that happened in, like, that split second. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right. We cut over to May 15th. We're introduced to a new detective, Sarah Essen, and Gordon is briefing the rest of the group about the new Vigilate, the Batman. You like the uh, little Easter eggs, I guess you want to call those, on the wall? Go ahead. No, you used to bring them up. I just thought they were stupid and funny. What are the Easter eggs of, do you know? This picture of how Batman was in the comics. <laughs> yeah, there's first, the, number this... A was the Batman creature itself. The second one, I guess yeah. it was Red Hood, I guess it was, huh? No. No? What was that in the second one? It's... I think they're just descriptions of what people thought Batman looked like on the show. No, but I think it, I thought, it looks like they're referencing like his, him throughout history of comics. <laughs> like, wasn't there um, a Batman creature like that in the, one of the comics at the time? Yeah, but no. Well, at the time of 1986, Man Bat? Yeah, that one. That had to exist I by then, know. right? And then it looked like there was Red Hood, and then it looks like, like there was a 60s version of Batman drawn up there. I I, th- I think those were just um, witness descriptions of what people thought Batman looked like. Yeah, yeah, but I think it was also like a nod to the viewer watching. Like, I don't recognize the outfits to be honest with oh, you. Oh, I thought you would have picked up on that. Yeah, I I don't recognize what they would be comic book wise. Yeah, yeah. C looks like looks like C on the wall looks like Adam West Batman. Well, B kind of looks like Red Hoodish, but not really. Then. And no, he looks look more like more like a um, Alan Scott Green Lantern or a Green Hornet than he does. Green Hornet, there you go. Yeah, and then A looks like Man Bat for sure. Man Bat is debuted in nineteen seventy, so so I guess he he would be around in this time period. But so like A, I just took that as um, Flash's description of what he saw Batman as. That's fair. Anyway, he, so they're like Gordon's like okay, we gotta run this down, and he's like. Flash, tell us your your experience because he's Flash is like in a cast and stuff because he got his butt kicked by Batman, and he tells this outlandish story about how Batman was this monster who took him out, but in reality, it was just regular Batman who took him out, and everyone's laughing at him. Ugh. Anyway, that's that. Oh, uh, Sarah Essen, detective, is an interesting character. Um, she actually ends up marrying Gordon in the comics. Does his wife die? No. She his wife it. leaves uh-huh. him. You're too focused leaves on the case and our children are just distant and Barbara's now a Well, person. she takes, she actually just takes the son and goes back to Chicago. Because <laughs> they don't know how to write female characters. They and Barbara stays with Jim Gordon and, um, so they ended up getting married and so forth. But the the thing I know her best from, uh, so there's a storyline, No Man's Land, where essentially um, Gotham's cut off from the rest of America. F- I forget why, but they're like No Man's Land, and all the criminals have taken over to c- c- different parts of the yes. city. It's like a big story arc, and everybody's tried to adapt it at some point or another. Yeah, we mentioned it a few times on here. But Sarah Essen actually found the Joker in No Man's Land at, down in the basement or something with a room full of infants. She had her gun drawn on them. Joker throws an infant at her. She reacts reactionary catches the baby and then he shoots her in the head and kills her perfect perfect way to die (laughs) so she died trying to save these infants from the joker and it was like one of the only kills that joker didn't find amusing (laughs) he had a scowl on the whole time and waited for jim gordon and um batman to show up why is he not find that amusing i find that amusing oh my monster (laughs) because like she's like she still dies a hero like i respect that so she i I, I didn't I don't remember the storyline one hundred percent and I can be construed on a little a few things, but like Jim Gordon shows up and he can't bring himself to kill him, so he shoots the Joker in the leg. Yeah. And that's when Joker finds it funny because he remembers 
is how he paralyzed uh, Barbara, and now he's shot in the leg. Okay. Now it's funny to him. So, but I don't know why he didn't find it amusing. It was a big deal though that he didn't find it amusing. That this was like the one time he didn't get a kick what? out of killing somebody. Yeah, man, I'm f-ed up. I guess I find that really amusing. That he. He said he had a, hot, a bunch of infants hostage. From his perspective, he's got infants. Okay, yeah, not, again, I was a mo- he's a monster, sure, obviously. He's got infants. He's got them one in his hand. The lady comes down. What the shit, bro? He's like, catch. She catches and shoots him in the head. Shoots him. Like she dies. She loses the battle or the war, but she still wins the battle by saving the infant from not dying in the throw. So like, it's a bittersweet moment for her. She's dead. Sucks, but she's still called the baby. And I think the Joker is still finding like a little chuckle. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I would. He, he can make a pun to, out of that. I I have to reread the story arc yeah. honestly because I don't really remember it. I just remember that, and I remember it being a big deal. That's, that's weird like, to me. And it was like Jim Gordon's. Like Joker's been torturing Jim Gordon forever. Maybe he was upset how easy it was. I guess. Maybe I don't remember honestly, but I know it was a big deal that Joker did not find it amusing because I know like when No Man's Land happened. I don't think the Joker, like all the villains split up the city, but I don't think the Joker took any part of the city. I think he just won around and was just doing whatever yeah, he wanted. like the Joker. I don't think he ever would ever want a part of the city like that. So it was like, yeah, I don't know. It's been a long time since I think No Man's Land came out in like 2006. It's been a long time. But yeah, that's but Sarah Essence, like, I, I don't want to say she's a big character, but she's a, an important enough character. Yes. And I just wanted to give context because we don't really, the way they portray this storyline here, you know, isn't really the end of it, essentially. Anyway, moving on to May 19th. So Commissioner Loeb's having dinner with a bunch of rich people. And Carmine, I laughed at this. Carmine, scene. Carmine found Coney, who is the head of the um, one of the mafia banks, mafias. They get into that later. Seems of things. They're like, yeah, what are you going to do about the Batman? Why would I need to do anything? The people got a hero, and he's taking out lower scum that means nothing to us. And then Batman throws a gas grenade in and says, "Ha ha, I'm coming for you now." It's so ridiculous. It's so stupid. It's such eat. It's such a eat the rich kind of thing. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he's like, you've been eating people's money, and now I'm coming for you. It's, it's again it's over a topic so theatrical. Like, oh god, it's, it's just like how <laughs> like, people imagine the rich are all the time. It's just funny to me. Can't prove that they're not like that. That's, no, TJ. That's is that a straw man argument? What's that called? A straw man argument. Yeah, it's like okay, yeah, kitchen. You, you just did something. Like, obviously, I can't. Have you ever had dinner with a bunch of rich people? Maybe I have. Maybe I have. But you don't know my personal life. You don't have a personal life. I do stuff. Anyway, May twentieth, the next day, Loeb's like, "Hey, remember when I said?" Don't catch Batman. Catch Batman or else. Or you're fired, Gordon. And he's like, okay, I'll go catch him. And at this point, you know, Gordon's kind of like their best cop, and they only have this vigilante, so now they really need him. That's the best cop. Oh, to catch Batman. Yes. Which, I see, no, that's, I don't know, like, the Gordon's point, why the f*** do they think he's going to willingly catch Batman, who's helping them? Granted, he's a vigilante, but, like, why would Gordon be against Batman? At this point, he is, because he's just, oh, he's a yeah, criminal. Right. He's, is he a criminal? Yeah, at this point, they, all they know is that he's been, like, beating people up in the streets. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. And vigilante is, is bad, so okay. So, June 2nd, um, they try to put in a stink operation for Batman. Yeah. They have Essen dress up as a, a victim and being chased down the street. So Batman's like, I'm not stupid. I know what you're doing, Gordon. And doesn't fall for it. On June 5th, instead of falling for his setup, Batman 
steals Falcone's car and puts it in the in the lake while tying him naked to his bed. So okay, uh, June six. Oh, I was I I I thought I my note said rent is a suspect. I was like, what is rent? Dent. Oh Dent. oh yeah. Harvey Dent. Gordon thinks Harvey Dent is could be the suspect because you know. I just Harvey was a more of a character in the comic up until this point, so I'm a little surprised that um he wasn't more in this. Oh, I guess he didn't have time for an hour movie. He, that's true. I mean, he wasn't prominent in it, but he was a, you know, a little more than like one scene. This review is twice like this movie now, TJ. Well, I'm not the one that who brought up all these rabbit holes. I know, I know. That's what I do, guys. I tried, I tried to push this forward several times, but you keep distracting me. I'm sorry. I'll shut up now. So Harvey Dent, they think Harvey Dent's a suspect. They ask him about his alibis, and then Athens like, "Hey, you know who who else could be a suspect? He just got in town. His parents were murdered. Bruce Wayne. You need money to do all this. Yeah, why would she? Why like, would I she think, think all this? No, she's not wrong. I was about to say she's like the only one that uses common <laughs> yes. sense in any of Batman lore. Yes, he's like, oh, thank you, lady. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense that Gordon wouldn't know who Bruce Wayne is. Yeah, he just got there exactly. So it's like I was like, oh, that's. Hmm. But yeah, there's that saying, follow the money. How's Batman affording all this shit? And while that's happening, for some reason... I just want, I just want to bring up something. Oh. I want to go back to when the bat broke into the... Um, oh, the Wayne's Wit Manor? Right. So after that scene, the story goes black. Yes. Like this, Is that the cliffhanger? That's the cliffhanger. That's when the comic first comic ended. Oh my god, the first comic's terrible. So right there. Okay. So, so now, as they're driving, there's an unconscious driver... Did they ever explain it? They don't explain it, but Gordon says he must have had a heart attack or oh, something okay. while chasing after him. So the driver's about to hit an old woman. Batman jumps out of the sky and saves him while Gordon tries to stop the driver. The driver finally stops, ups, and they have Batman right in front of him. Essence like do it, but Batman gets away. Cops show up. They shoot Batman, and he goes into this building. That's where the second comic ended. This by is the where way. the best part of the story happens. I think this is the climax of the story yes. right here. Batman's in this apartment building. I get like this abandoned apartment yeah, building, it's like a drug den kind of area, I guess. And Gordon's like, "We got Batman surrounded, but no one shoot until I give the word." Surround it. Let's get them. But then the SWAT team shows up and it's like, the commissioner wants a body. We're going to get a body. And they go in. They're about to go in. And then they start firebombing the building. <laughs> like, they destroyed them. They, they, in the comic, they explained that they the commissioner found out that the building was due for demolition anyway. Yes. So they just firebomb. They don't care about the homeless people that are in nope. there. They're nobodies. They even say that in the movie. They're like, they don't have any families. On, no one's on, going to. What year was the story? Uh... 1986. Holy shit. That's... Does this happen in the original comic? Yes. TJ, you know about the what? Philadelphia bombing then, right? Uh... So a year prior to this comic. I knew, about the, I knew about the thing that happened, but I didn't know what year it happened. So in 1985, there was a bombing called the Move Bombing. I was... I was too. Okay. Well, you probably would have heard it by then. I was so in Philadelphia, a police department of a police department. No, I was one. Oh, one. Jesus, I'm sorry. I was negative six. Um, oh, you're six older than me. Holy shit. Uh, yeah, a police department in Philadelphia bombed up a building. It was just like this because there was a a, a little radical group withheld withheld into it, and oh, they destroyed a building that. just like this. So wow, this is a very. And I was watching the sequence like this was what happened in Philadelphia, and that, and I didn't know that was a year difference. Well, they probably he probably stole it. Yeah, Eleven kids. Oh, for sure. 
And that's wow, that's fascinating. Props to this guy then. Shit. Yeah, a lot of people died in that bombing. 250 people made homeless. It's called the 1985 Ooh. Move Building bombing. Look it up, people. Well, I don't think it was as cool as this scene. No, is no, no, that no, 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 no. <laughs> well, when I was watching the bombing part, I was like, "Ooh, this is too real." That was too real because I knew about this. But the after the bombing part was when it got better to me because it was less. Yeah, but like I didn't mention it, but. This this movie doesn't shy away from the darker no. stuff. Like, there's blood. Batman, Batman gets shot. There's blood, yes. and like they show like burnt corpses and stuff. So yeah, yeah. And after the bomb, they, they burn up some people in that building. Yeah, so, so I, I find that fascinating. A year after that, they made that. Uh, Mel Frank Miller did this one, right? Like, he yes. put that into a story. I'm surprised. I respect that. So yeah. Um, well, I'm not gonna get into no, no, it. no. What, 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 what? I just don't know if it's a respecting or was he was just being lazy in the. In the... No, I think okay, I, I think it's him. You know, I, I mean, think it's him calling. I would think it's him calling bullshit to what happened. I, I probably because that's he's like what the different guy, yeah, like what the different guy than he yeah, was. Yeah, like, maybe he was like that's not right, or maybe he was being lazy. Like that's kind of cool. I don't know. This is this is the same guy who wrote like <laughs> it's called terror or something like that there's something terror and it's just blatant racism against the uh, the arab nations oh god like, you're right this... oh god you're right and uh, holy yeah. terror i think it's called <laughs> yeah was that after so, oh uh, yeah yeah it was i think it was a few years at the maybe maybe attempt again maybe this here is maybe it's maybe um, i don't know it's like i said this is can't tell right it's like this was 40 years yeah. ago compared to like 20 years There's ago. No way it's <laughs> not know? referencing in that. I just can't tell if it's in good taste or bad taste. Yeah, that's yeah. why I was like, oh. I want to so. say with my hopeful eyes that this is a good taste. I'm saying people should know about that. Like, and but this is a, so, like, this is a good story, so I'm just going to let it yeah, go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, if it was a bad story, I'm like, I still would hope this is in good taste. That's all I'm saying. That's why I said yeah, I respect yeah. it. I, I'm good just, taste. I just, I just know the guy's <laughs> not a great guy. Yes. So I, you're right. Well, okay. <laughs> let me. Everything I just said is just referencing. This is referencing for sure that hap, that happened in 1985. This okay. is for sure because there's no way this is not. This is, that'd be too coincidental, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a year after. I would assume yeah, so. This had to happen and referencing that. Hopefully, it's a good taste. Well, That's again, I'm, I'm not saying there's anything like he did anything intentionally in bad taste. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. He probably said. Man, that would be cool setting for a story. But that's I'm bad just taste, take though. that. Yeah, no. if you're doing it but, just you know, for the rule like, cool about trying to put a message out there. But what, what, what am I saying? It's not like he was like intentionally trying to marginalize someone with it. With it, it just you know, what I mean. So I just don't know what his mindset was when he went into it, and I so I can't judge him yeah. on it. Yeah, what a weird podcast we're doing today, TJ. <laughs> yeah, it's been more about other things. <laughs> It's been about a lot of social issues, hasn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, this is a very social issue movie. Fuck, no wonder. Okay. So anyways, police bombing building. Yeah. And we cut over to Selena and Holly, and they're like, hey, they're bombing that thing. We should find out what's going on for reasons, because they just need to be there <laughs> Yeah. for when this happens. And then we get, you know, after they blow up, the SWAT team goes into the warehouse. They're searching for Batman. Batman does things. Yep, Batman he, loses, he loses his... Um, utility belt. utility belt. Uh, in the comic they explained it is <sighs> thermite. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. In comic they explained it was thermite that blew up. So he loses most of his gadgets and stuff, and he's only got like three gadgets. Like he's got a couple darts, a grapple gun, and an experimental new device in the heel of his boot. 
In the comic, they go even further. They say, he says in the comic that um, I could patent this and make billions of dollars off of this. Could he, though? But that's, that was my question. Who <laughs> don't want that? Maybe a military fight. Maybe. No, I mean, no, there's applications for it, maybe. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just it's just ridiculous, you know? Because he did it in The Batman Begins. First one, right? Did he do it in yeah. Batman Begins? Yeah. This pretty much happens. He gets caught. He gets stuck in oh, that yeah. door, and up, and the thing happens. I mean, that movie was just ripping off yeah, this yeah, comic yeah. anyway. Well, so. ripping off this comic apparently. So I'm, as I'm watching it, like, oh yeah, I've seen this. Yeah, well, this is that's why I prefaced everything with like, yeah, this is the comic that started a lot of these tropes. So, Tommy, if this if this was the first one I would have saw, I would have like Batman tattoos all over my TJ. Like, <laughs> I can see like this is like such a good movie, like in fresh eyes. It is. It's a good introduction to Batman. It really is. Uh, he would definitely recommend to everyone this should be the first Batman thing you should see. Maybe read. I don't know how good the comic is, but for sure see this be the first. Oh, the comic. The comic's good. <laughs> I just I, like this is a. This, I'm not saying this is a bad adaptation. Like, I, like I said, it doesn't it hurts in certain aspects for it to be an adaptation. You yeah. know what I mean? So, but it's only an hour yes. the movie, and the comics is. I mean, it's only four comics, but you know, there's a lot of reading to yes. it. You know what I mean? Yes. There's a lot of narration. Which to I'm it, glad. So they cut that out. As I would, in the movie. I would um actually recommend if you're into comic books, read the comic. But if you're not really into comic books stick with the movie okay. but either way do this story arc some some form yeah 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 i mean you can tell the the most recent batman movie was yeah based off yeah. of this too. And that's, that's why i like the movie like, this movie's really good guys three hours is too long see one hour for this three hours for that it's just find a happy medium maybe the next time they adapt the story they will uh, i don't know if they will adapt this again well see, i guess that the time batman is gonna last again. forever batman will be redone to death <laughs> a thousand more times <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> anyway so yeah so Batman's like, like I like this story because he's this is him just fighting regular people. Yes, yes. like he's he's in this warehouse and they're just shooting yes. bullets at him. There's like no thousands yeah, of there's bullets. There's no clown. There's no clay face. It's just cops who are pissed at Batman. Perfect. That's all. He saves a cat because he's still a good guy. He's like this guy, right? Because there's, there's a cat in the cat in the building <laughs> yep. that survived the firebombing. And he makes sure to get the cat out. He gets shot because he of has it. Gadgets, so it's just him trying to survive. It's just good. It's just like I gotta survive. <laughs> Nothing flashy. No makeup. Cops have a personal vendetta. Like this is like ground level. And and he's smart yes. too because he found the electrical panel oh. that allowed him to get underneath. You know, and escape and stuff. He set up yep. the traps and everything. It's it's very bad. Yeah, so he's knocking down columns after cops waking him. It's like this is so good. <laughs> I love this sequence, TJ. It is the best. It's the best part of the yes. entire movie. It's the best part of the yes. comic too. And then like it's really, really it's, well done. So it starts in the middle of the night, and it's just going through all night. Sunrise happens. People are around the building. He knocks a cop through the building, and it's like, okay, the key people see Batman meet up with cop who's corrupt, obviously. And they're cheering Batman well, all like, yeah, Batman. It's, like, it's like, this is good. And Jim Gordon's keeping all the other yes. cops back, even though they're calling for yep. backup. He's like, hey, orders are orders, guys. Ah. <sighs> And he throws actually the leader of the SWAT That's, Yeah, yeah. Straight through the yes. wall. And he's saying, like, Jim Gordon says to himself, these cops are making Batman the hero right now because they're so <laughs> incompetent and bad. Yep. Ah, love it, TJ. And then, and then Batman's about to get murdered <laughs> because they have him surrounded, and then a swarm of bats show up because his, his. of his his vibration his frequency boot or something. Again, who would want that but 
for some reason it works for me. Like I love this. It's so uh, so outlandish. So like I have a thousand questions about this thing. <laughs> Everyone does. Like he's like halfway around town. How did they hear it? <laughs> you think by that point it would just be so faint? Maybe maybe bats have that good of a. That's not that's not how it works though. Right? Well, maybe there's a device in the cave oh, or something. Maybe he's got radio towers that like. <laughs> I don't know. It's it, it's whatever. <laughs> So the bats show up and allows them to escape from the cops. It's like they're chasing them down and the bats cover them and they drive to the point where they drive off of the pier and, hey, Batman got away. Yeah. So, yeah, he does that. And then everyone's getting their tetanus shot after that because they monologue. Yeah, they all get vaccine yes. shots. So get your vaccine, guys. Cut that out, Mark. So they all need to get the fact they all have to get bat vaccines, I guess. I don't know. I would, I would just think it would be simple rabies shots, but. I mean, either way, aren't rabies shots, like, rare to, like, hard to get? I don't think they're rare to get. I think they're really painful. Well, I know they're really painful. I knew that, but I just, maybe because rabies is such a rare thing they get, I guess. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, it's rare that someone needs to get a rabies shot, but I don't think it's, like, hard to get. Yeah, I thought the vaccine... No, it is. The vaccine's very hard to get just because you have to have the thing that bit you. You have to have the body or something there with the, the like, so they can counteract that. Does that make sense? Like, I think the vaccine's oh. within that body that did it to you. Maybe I'm completely wrong, but I think that's how they get the... Well, well, that's my whole point. Like, they, they say vaccine as if a vaccine's supposed to prevent... Oh, you're right. You know what it I mean? Be a rabies shot that's why I... Though, cause... Rabies, sh- rabies shot is, you know, um, to dispel the rabies. Yeah, yeah, but if this is rabies, they would have to have at least one or two dead bats from what just happened. Did you see the cloud of bullets they were shooting? Oh, okay. You don't think it hit? <laughs> okay, fair, fair. fair. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not like there was two bats. There was hundreds. <laughs> okay, fair point, fair point. <laughs> Anyway, moving on. The June 9th. Uh, it's a Batman movie. It's gonna be the, is it The Dark Knight Rises? Oh, well, there's a Justice League movie. Okay. Yeah, so it, there is a Justice League movie beforehand, but the, the next Batman movie is Dark Knight Rises. Soon. That's another three-hour podcast right there. Well, that's a three-hour movie. Oh, yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, back to the... But that's like four weeks away, so it's about a month away. Good. The next, uh, June 9th, uh, Gordon is on his way home from the doctors with his wife, and he gets a call to say, Bruce Wayne's available for an interview. Did you skip something? No. What did I skip? That's a diner. Okay. Diner. And then. Did you, you skip some stuff, didn't you? Oh, I did. No. I think so. So you're wait, so you're going towards. Wayne Manor. Jim's meet and Bruce. Like you skipped over a lot, right? What's no. the last thing you just said? They got the vaccines. Oh, a lot happens between that. So Jim takes the blonde hair detective to the diner. And they reference that painting, um, Nighthawks by Edward. And so they're. Having a conversation at that diner. Don't remember what it was about because I was paying attention. And then after that comment, a diner conversation. Oh, he kisses. Oh, he kisses. He cheats on his wife a little bit here. Oh. And then we see some. Yeah, oh, just, okay. Uh, Selena does her thing a little bit. I wrote Bruce's alibi, so I just assumed it was uh, we got like that scene. Okay, no, no, you're right. So yeah, you're right. So yeah, they're back at the office and. Gordon and uh, is saying that Bruce has an alibi. He's talking to S's, S's yeah. in, the, in the room. Uh, he has an alibi that he's I don't know, he's somewhat an Aspen, yes, maybe. Yes, some, and he yeah. broke both legs in his arm. They don't explain it in this movie, but in the comic, they do say that, you know, he even talked to Bruce Wayne on the phone. And Bruce explains later they got someone to impersonate yes. him. <laughs> which, I, which I would hope they would do. So... But um, yeah, so he's got an alibi essentially, oh, and the then they go. In, 
Same yes, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I see. Then they're at the diner. There's you just see the diner's name. No, I missed Poppers, it. After the artist who made that painting, that's funny. Oh, well. I don't know art. I'm sorry. I know the painting. I didn't know what it was called. So I had to Google it all watching it. It sounds smart. Yeah, so the, the painting is called Nighthawks and it's made, well, it's created by Edward Hopper and the, the diner in there is called Hopper. That's cute. Sorry. Yeah, I, I am not an art aficionado. I know a lot of things. Art's not one of them. They're just pictures. Stop it. You can say the same thing about comic books, man. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah, but nope. they, they got like nope. words and stuff. Stop. And it's sequential art. You know, there's several well, pictures each, each following. It has a thousand words to it, TJ. Uh huh. And what do they say? Whatever you want to say, Jones. Exactly. It's it's story. inconsequential. It's all opinions. Imagination. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sir. Like like the Mona Lisa, that's just a picture of a woman. But she's objectively pretty too, whoever likes that kind of standard. Anyways. Okay. And listen, TJ. Art's art, okay? You know my opinion on art. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah, I, like I'm not gonna knock anyone for art. I just don't. I just I don't have a problem with the art or the artist. I have a problem for the people who like think they're not better that they know what they're talking about when they're talking yes, about art. Yes. Who think they're better than because you. they yeah. don't because it's just opinions. Yes. They're, they're reading too far into the subtext or between the lines. That there's nothing yes. to read into. It's just a painting or some good strokes. Yeah, right. I like, it. I can recognize when an artist does some a really good painting. It's really good. It's but it's just a yeah, painting. You see the painting. You got to see the brush strokes and the highlights and the shadowing. And you got to get into the mind of who made it. I know the backstory of the person who made it and what, what time period of life they were at when they made that painting, TJ. Why? So you can help understand why the painting is the way it is and why you like it. Well, why do I need to understand the painting? It's a painting of a woman. Why you like it? I like it because it looks nice. Yes, I don't need yes, more than that. Yes. It looks nice because whoever made it was going through stuff at the time to help make them, make, you know, things. It's like, it's the same thing as wine. This wine tastes good. Yeah, it's bad wine. You know what you're talking about. That's no, good wine. Shut up. <laughs> I like what I like. That's, that goes, that's what it comes down to. It's just opinions. Yep, yep. It's art. <laughs> like I said, there's a difference between an art artists in his work and then the people who yes. admire it so I'll be no, you're not wrong I'm just busting your balls <laughs> anyway I, I guess that's like a form of gatekeeping I guess huh kind of it's a little bit oh you don't know what you're talking yeah. about you're so unsophisticated like, oh, no, I hate the thing I liked well no I now I just hate yeah. you for, I, don't, I don't want to like this thing anymore just despite you well I, I would I, never I, I would never not like something because someone else told me that I was wrong about liking it now I just hate that person way more than I should yes it's just that person. I wish you stop breathing now. So, anyways, Gordon's a cheater. Let's see the- well, he, not not okay. yet. He's starting to cheat. They're just having a little date in the diner. That's enough, TJ. That's that's enough to make someone cheat. If you're should be used, I can't, I can't do that. Sour. This podcast is too long for me to go that 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 do that bit. All right, and so you know they have their little diner, and then we cut over to June seventeenth, where Selena quits being a prostitute. That's that. <laughs> yeah, and then punches a pimp in the face and like. See ya. Yeah. I mean, if you could just do that from the start, it I'm just sorry. shows that you chose. I'm, so, I'm just looking at the, like, I see her jump out the window in the cat suit and the child's like, yeah, you go, girl. And I'm thinking like in the real world, if I saw one of my friends, granted, she's a child, so she doesn't know better. She didn't say that. I know, I'm just making that part up. But like. She knows. She's like, Selena, what the hell are yeah, you doing? Like, That's what she okay, said. Okay, because like, my volume is out, so I have no idea what she's saying. Like, there's no way you see your friend do that. Like, this is health. This she's is like, healthy. She, she's she criticizes her the entire time. She's like, you spent the rest of our money on yeah, that? God. Because I just know I could support my friend. No matter how successful they were at that, like, you should really see therapy. Like, why do you gotta dress up as a creature to do things? Anyway, Selena quits being a prostitute, and then... Okay, she's it's still better being than... Oh, I don't want to say that. Anyway, and then we go 
the coffee date number two, and they get caught out in the rain, and then they kiss. Then we cut over to August 7th, and Catwoman. I guess Cat. This that's what the scene we were just talking yeah, about. Yeah. Okay. I just wrote Catwoman affair. So I'm like, wait, what's uh, happening here? So the Catwoman and I guess the affair is continuing yes. on. Yes. Okay. September second. No, I didn't know. Is this canonical with him having his affair? Like, is that throughout every story arc of Jim um, Gordon? It's canons, and if you okay. think, you know, I mean, you know what I'm saying. Just- like Sarah Essen doesn't even exist as far as I know in the current continuity, gotcha. but like I think the year one stuff was canon to a, for a little while. Like, but I don't know. Okay, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure year one was like bat Batman issues, actual Batman issues. If you know what yes, I'm saying, not. like in the main continuity. Yeah. So I'm assuming it was for a little while, but like now. Nowadays, Batman Year One is canon to Dark Knight Rises. Not not Rises, Dark Knight Returns. Frank Miller's other book. So So yeah, so that all happens. And then September second, they break up. Gordon and Essen and Essen Kind of. She's like she's she's like she asked him if if Barbara wasn't pregnant, would she and she says that's not fair and she says she'll request the transfer. And she goes to New York. They're married, right? Him and him and his wife. Jim yeah. and Barbara, yes. So they can't. He can't be really be dating. There's a word for that. No, this isn't a fair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. It's like he can't. It's like that's like I've been saying for the last five minutes. Affair, affair, affair. No, but you're saying they were dating. Like they're not dating. That's not the word. You can date. No, it doesn't make it any less than an no, affair. There's, there's just like there's a good thing. I think I, I associate dating with good and like affair. Like that's that's. Have you? Uh, you've never been on a bad yeah, date. But like I'm not on a bad date when I'm still married because I'm not dating at that point. I'm just cheating. I think. I well, think, I think no cheating. Cheating is sleeping with another person. This is TJ sleeping and like you know physical ki- contact and stuff. Yeah. But dating, dating is you know going out with another you know uh, romantically on another, another I person. I have to disagree. I'm like I don't want to get an argument, but I just disagree with that because it's like I just think he was kissing the blonde girl. I forget her name. So like, yeah, so it's still physical contact. She was kissing her. She kissed her on the second time they were out, but the first one was just a straight up coffee d- date kind of thing. So I, I think to me, I, w- I would never call that a date. I guess it's a date, but I just I would call it. It's a it's a say, date from a just from a purely definitional standard. That that's a date. I would say it's an affair, like you were saying. And then the physical contact becomes cheating. I would not no. call any of that date because I think dating is like you got to be single to date, right? Or you're dating around, but once you're married and have a kid, you can't date unless you're cheating. That's just cheating. Why well, can't? Because what's called it's just mentally, like married it's people. Mentally, like, I, I'm thick, I look, why married people call it date night? I guess because well, you're, you're dating your loved one, not dating behind someone's. But you're dating behind someone's back. That's cheating. That, that's the word for that. It's cheating. You're cheating on them or having an affair on them. You're not dating around while you're married or someone. To date someone means to make a usually <laughs> romantic social arrangement to meet with did you them. Google that, TJ. Did you Google the definition? <laughs> yeah, I did. I just, me personally, wouldn't be comfortable calling, I'm not going to cheat on anyone. But that's what it is. It's a date. Technically, yes. But me, mentally, just from a purely definitional standard, mm, I don't like that. I, I feel I, that makes it feel icky. I don't like that. An affair is a sexual relationship between two people, one or both of them, or whom yeah. are married. That's why I would say this isn't a date because one of the guys, one of the people in the situation, is married, so he's having an affair. You can go on dates. No, dates. no, that's you can't have a wife or a significant other you've been with for a long period of time and then go on a date behind her back. You can't call that a. You can. You, no, no, that's a date. Can, you can't call that a date. You're having an affair. And I 
I just told you I what know. the definition was. I wouldn't call that a date. I would call that an affair. Like I did. No, I just I told you an affair is a sexual con. As a sexual thing, to finish an affair is a sexual I'm interaction. Behind your back. Oh, you cheated on me. No, 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 no. I dated behind your. You cheated on me. You son of a bitch. You had an affair. That's, That's just because someone interprets it, but if on a purely definitional no. standard, no. it's that is a date. I think date's more of an innocent word. What he's doing is not innocent. No, the first time it was just a pure coffee thing. They did nothing the first time. I still would not want to be comfortable calling it a coffee date. If I was in this, if I was in this situation, married to someone, having a child on the way, and someone. I know I'm working with wants to go get a coffee. Yes, go get coffee. I'm not calling a coffee date. I feel that's kind of implying something. That that's that's fine, but he didn't tell his wife in any instance. Doesn't make it any less of a date. Ah, no, I don't want the to. date is you know two people getting together and and it pretty much in a social maybe romantic entanglement. The date is nine times out of ten. It's, it's associated with romance, DJ. Okay. that doesn't. There's a romance here. Just because it's uh, uh, not with the other woman and it's a fair doesn't mean it's not romantic. Dates are usually in like a positive connotation. This is negative, so that's why I'm co- going with uh, a fair or cheating. It's a negative connotation from Barbara's point of view. And his point of view. He feels guilty. He sits and on the side of a gun like, Shh. I should kill myself. Like, whoa. She doesn't see it that because way, though. She's the third party. She of course she's not gonna see it that way. But that's my whole point. So from her perspective, it's just a date. Flawed. But from everyone else looking at okay, uh, what's well, not flawed, but from everyone else looking at it, that should have been an affair. It isn't. It's a why can't it be both? Okay, I can compromise with that. <laughs> why are we doing this? Why DJ? can't it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why you are arguing this because it doesn't make any sense. They you can go on dates with someone you're having an affair with. That sentence I agree with. Because you put both words into it. You just can't say, I'm... I've been saying no, that, though. Both I've words been in saying that. <laughs> not, in, not in the same sentence, but I was applying it. No, because you were saying, it's a date, and just a date. Like, no, no, no. He's cheating on his wife. No. you. When you go back and listen to this, when you're editing it, you will understand exactly what I was saying from the start. Because you were arguing, the thing they're doing is technically a date. And I agree with that. But I just cannot call it a date. Because I was saying, there's negative connotations, like I was saying, making it... What the doesn't make it any less of a date is my I whole think point. From his perspective, yes, because it's not a date. It's cheating. He can call it a date it's all he not... wants, but that's cheating. He's cheating slash having an affair. It, his opinion on it makes it no it makes no barren. The fact that they're doing it is they're on a date. <laughs> that's what the factual thing they are doing is. He's having the affair. True. Yes. They, two facts can happen at the same <laughs> time. I can agree with that. But date is an affair and a fair date. <laughs> okay, I think I'm just trying to tell you. See, the confusion. The confusion was you're trying to conflate them as one thing, whereas I was separating the two things out as two separate things. <laughs> yeah. I just need both in the same sentence. So you're right. You're right. Okay. You're right. Because I can't okay. call that a date. And be because I I just can't be happy with that being a date. It's a date, yes, but dates is such a positive term for the most part. For the most part, if it's just saying like date rape or had a bad date, then yeah, those are terrible dates. But like, it depends on the context. Yeah. I'm not like I'm dating this guy who's married. Oh, people say that, I guess, huh? Yeah, because the person who said I've known girls yes. that done that well, said that. People who are in that conversation, the other person saying, "Oh, he's having an affair." Then like, no, 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 I'm dating him. Like, no, 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 no. That's not good. To them, they are dated. That's, that's 
That's because they are that, right, and that's saying morally it's correct. I'm just saying that it's what it is. How and it depends, hey, listeners. Really, ever in a situation you thought you were dating someone, knowing they were in a relationship, write it and tell me your viewpoints on why it's called a date and not an affair slash. To, uh, I guess to make themselves feel good about themselves and not like a monster. I'm not saying it's monstrous. No, because that's what they're doing. They're on dates. No. No, no. They are dating. That's what they are doing. I I, That's I, what I you call it. Situation, like, yeah, I'm talking to someone and they're cheating on someone for me. I would say that. I'm not going to be like, yo, I'm dating someone who's dating, who's married. Like, that's f***ed up. Marcus, you are looking at this from a way too technical level. People do not think on that level. They don't, they just, because they're dating someone, doesn't matter if they're married or not, they're still dating that person. I guess they're saying that to help them sleep at night, but there's no way I would feel comfortable. I guess it's me. Obviously, it's me. You're putting too much prominence on the word date. I am, because, like, because it's like... the significant other should not be dating someone outside of, unless they're like in an open relationship. If, if it was like a Jimmy Barber in an open relationship, sure, yeah, he's dating around. Sure, I'd be cool with that then. But like, but that's my whole thing. You're <laughs> conflating the two things. Dating is not the same as cheating. They are two separate acts. No, the act of no. dating is going out no. with the person and doing no. things. Yes, if you are in a if you are in a relationship with someone and you say, "I'm gonna go out with someone else in a date," to that person, you're doing that behind their back. That's cheating. No, that's lying. That's Damn near cheating, TJ. That's enough of a thing to have a, 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 a come, TJ. That's such a but big fine. slash that's thing. That's fine. But that's fine. But does not make it any less of no, a date. Because nah. you, you're doing a secret, a secret date like that. That's cheating. It's still a date. Technically, yeah, but like not really. That's like that date's gonna ruin like, your current. I have relationship. never. I have. I've used the word affair like six times when explaining <laughs> what Jim Gordon's doing. Yeah, I was fine with that. But the second you said date, but he's also he was also <laughs> no, dating her. No. Yes. Like, yes. Guess, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is your I know, again. I know. I know. <sighs> anyway, on their breakup <sighs> date. I hope that yeah, you like this podcast. That's what I'm going to say. This episode. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, moving on to September 12th. Uh, they The cops brought in this drug dealer to interrogate him, and his lawyers, like, gets him out of it and takes him home. And then Batman comes, and he interrogates him Batman way. So, next day, September 13th, the drug dealer comes in and says, yeah, I'm going to give you flask because, you know, Batman terrified me. Then September 14th, flask... I don't know, because you know what? They always say Batman does these interrogation techniques and everybody's afraid, but they don't actually ever show yeah. him doing it. <laughs> I mean, they can beat you up, but like, okay. It's like, I, I would actually, I don't think I've ever seen them actually show me him and <laughs> like, other than him hanging, yeah. hanging someone off of a roof or something like yeah, that. Think- but like when they like at that point, you know Batman's not gonna kill you. It's like, okay, Batman, scary. You're gonna hurt me, but no, if he was waterboarding people, sure, I'm gonna tell you whatever you want me to tell you. But like that's my whole yeah. thing. He does he, Batman doesn't kill people, but he knows how to torture people. So how far is that man willing to go to get information? See, but at the same time, it's torture, right? So like how like how reliable is that information you got from someone who you tortured? Well, he's not trying to get information here. He's trying to get him to flip. I'm saying in general though. I'm not just saying this, but like it's just in general. Like, how far is Batman willing to go knowing information you get from torture well, isn't 100% there, valid? There is a, there's also a difference between torture that, like, we're, we know of and, like, you know, constantly just causing pain. And then torture, but also making someone 
terrified of you, like monstrous. You know, like this monster is gonna haunt me unless I do this. Yeah, you know PTSD what I mean? Kind of shit, like, like fear is more effective than torture. I would think. Like, if you get someone to be terrified of what you're gonna do, that's more effective than just. Constantly, and I think that's what they're trying to portray with Batman. So, okay, let's does. go. To, so Batman. So I let's say Marcus May knows Joker has the kids in the basement, and Batman. I'm mm-hmm. the lead for Batman. He wants to save the shit out of his kids. Is he gonna break every bone in my body to get the information out? Like, what is he gonna do for me to get it out? Of my, get it out of me. Besides, he's not gonna kill me. Well, no, but he also usually knows everything about these guys, so no, no, he no. probably well, know. Ev- like, let's say I'm just random henchman who happens to know. I'm the first they yeah, hire. Yeah, but he also, like. maybe it's the first they hire, but he would know all the henchmen, because he doesn't seem to know everyone's names and stuff in the comics and everything. Okay, so, he knows what <laughs> I care about then. Yeah, he would know your criminal record and stuff, because it's been applied a few times that he has a um, what's the thing where you don't forget anything? Oh, oh shit, the memory. Um, <sighs> yeah, he's he's got like perfect memory, so he remembers everything. It's been applied photographic memory. It's been applied a few times that he has a photographic memory, so he just remembers everything. Oh, makes sense. So it wouldn't be it would it would it wouldn't be beyond reason that he would look at your file and know exactly what you're afraid yeah, but like of you, but again mm-hmm. like years into his career we all know he does not kill but i work for mm-hmm. the joker who's a crazy motherfucker. i would never break on the joker so like that's yeah like, but how do you like how would you really be afraid of if, batman at that point if if you're afraid of snakes like i am and you're threatening the buck you with a pit of snakes for the next three days you know that's bad though on his part right <laughs> like <laughs> i mean he's he that's a, have you that's met a monsters batman? like holy shit like that's come on batman give the guy a break i mean that's that would that's what You're he right. would Earlier do we did establish he did hang a mental patient yes he will do what he has <laughs> like, i'm to. not afraid of snakes i put myself in your shoes like I, i'd be terrified so i guess <laughs> i'm just saying like that's you just you know someone's fears and you press on them i can't but yeah, like you said earlier, because we don't see him doing the thing all the way, so I guess he must do that shit. So it's left, yeah. So it's left up to our imagination. I never thought about it. That's fascinating. I guess. Okay. I mean, granted, that's just my best summation. It could just be laziness, and then just like we can't think yeah, of anything. Because like the shit we've I've seen so far, I, would, I don't think I'd be afraid of them. Besides the like, don't don't hurt me. But like, but like, but like knowing as much about Batman as we do, uh, would you really put a past them to lock you somewhere with something you're terrified of forever? I wouldn't put a past them. Well, that, that that goes to my argument of like I really discredit everything he does. Then because I think that's worse than killing someone. Because now you just really yeah. But I I think so. That that's the whole thing. I don't think he actually does it. He relies a lot on his myth yeah, mythology yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. So it's just the threat of the things he's saying that you believe he's going to do it. That. That makes so he's you just talk, betting on and people he calling his bluff, not calling his bluff. Right, he's just betting on the mythology and the terror mm. that he's already caused. Mm. Okay, <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, that's at least how I build that's it fair, up. I guess. Anyway, September fourteenth, Detective Flash is indicted. I feel like I'm just reading like <laughs> headlines, <laughs> like yeah, like a, a case <laughs> note or something. <laughs> Because I only got bullet points down, but like because I have each date down, it's like, oh, okay, yeah. That's great. Anyway, on September 14th, Flash is indicted, indicted in the commission threat in... Oh, okay. Yeah, Flash is indicted, and then the commissioner threatens Gordon to set in line, or he's going to tell his wife about the affair. Uh, September 
fifth. This is when Gordon meets with Bruce yes. Wayne. And this is the only time we see it in this movie, Bruce Wayne playing out the Playboy aspect of him. And he's like got drinking in the middle of the um day. He's got some woman who doesn't speak any language he knows, so he doesn't know her name. And they're like, okay, I guess you're not Batman after all. And then Gordon leaves, and he tells his wife about the affair because she says, Bruce Wayne's a pig. And he's like, oh, I'm guilty. Yeah, like, shit. So I have, to, I have to tell you. Plus, if I tell you, they can't hold that over my head anymore. Which I respect that. So, like, that's how you should do it. Own your shit. And so he tells her that, and then that woman says, hey, you going to pay me now? I like that. Batman or uh, Wayne's just watching all that unfold for ten minutes. He says, "Yeah, he's watching, watching them because Gordon was talking to his wife outside. He and he's probably thinking, oh man, yeah, he's on the me for it. some reason here.' And meanwhile, Gordon's like, "Yeah, I, I was sleeping with this other woman. It's <laughs> nice. All right, on to October second. Yeah. Uh, Flash threatens to kill the drug dealer whose name's Skeevers, By the way, <laughs> show you how creative the names are." And he threatens, like, Gordon's like, you're going to tell us everything, or else Skeevers is going to testify. His flesh is like, if he survives, and lawyer's like, he didn't say that. <laughs> and then on October 5th, uh, I don't know what I wrote there. Hospital? October 5th, don't call a train, a pain? Well, I know his wife, uh, Gordon's wife, is on the phone. Oh, 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 don't call again. Right, because they try to call her and say, hey... You know about the tech Like, yeah, I know. Don't call here again. So that plot line's done. Over to October 7th. Hey, the drug dealer was poisoned with rat poison, but we're going to pump his uh, stomach, so he's fine. And October 10th, we learned that's the drug dealer. You think you could just glossed over, right? I guess they got to tie up those those storylines. They they did gloss over. That scene was like three seconds. They really have to include it. Like, they could just said in, like, Yeah, but if – but then – if you didn't show it, you'd be like, why are you just telling us? That's true, but it's like, do they really need to show us? I'm like, how, how important was like, this character just, to the story? Could it just gotten rid of that story arc in general? Well, no, well, see, the whole point of it is because October 10th, it says, hey, drug dealer does not care that he was just poisoned and they're trying to kill him. He's still willing to testify because he's so scared of yeah, Batman. Yeah. <laughs> so it I is guess. important. Okay. Because like I said, some of these scenes are so short. October 12th. I just wrote boy, so I'm assuming they find out it's a boy at this point. Ah, uh, probably. Yeah. And then Selena's stole Commissioner's Loeb's dolls. pop culture yeah. t- collection that like, you see, like Huckleberry um, Hound and, and stuff. And uh, Albert Fudd gets thrown at the TV. E- yeah. The doll he has, the main one, that's like, one of the puppets that the bad guys use, right? Oh, was it? I, I didn't catch it was. that. Like, was, was, isn't there a puppet, vil- a puppet villain in Batman? Scarface. Yeah, I think that's him, isn't it? Or no? I don't know. I don't actually not on that scene. Um, Scarface, the Vachokras yes. doll. I don't think so because he looks more like a mafia doll kind okay. of thing. Maybe it was uh, the one from Goosebumps, though. Maybe the Goosebumps terrifying yeah, puppet one. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it doesn't matter. We're <laughs> three hours in. Yeah, I, I don't think it was though. No, it's not. You're right. You're right. It's not. Uh, let's see. Yeah, November second. Falcone has brought his nephew in to take care of some of the problems that he's been having. And nephew's like, just tell me who you want me to take out and we'll deal with it. Catwoman shows up because she's been she's been a little agitated that she was being called Batman's assistant and stuff like that. So she shows up to steal Falcone's stuff and to scratch him in the face to show him that she doesn't work with Batman. Right. Meanwhile, Bat- that was like Ego, that makes sense. That's why people dress up like that. Ego. Okay. Yeah. And then Batman's 
had Falcone wired and he was listening to, him to it. But then Catwoman shows up and ruins that. And he's like, thanks. And then we cut over to after the attack the next day, November 3rd. Really? That's it? Okay. Yeah. Oh, November 3rd. Um, They call Gordon in the middle of the night saying you need to get down to the uh, office. And then Falcone's nephew comes and tries to kidnap his wife and son. Bruce shows up as Bruce because it's daytime. He doesn't get dressed as Batman during night, apparently. Only so during the night. Thing I've seen broken so many times. Yeah. And so he goes out, drives on a motorcycle into Gordon's garage. Gordon turns around, realizing, oh, crap, this is something wrong. He goes in there, sees that his wife and um, son are being kidnapped. And he says, if I let them take them, they're going to die. So he starts mm-hmm. shooting them with his right in front, front of his it. wife. They're like, this guy's, this guy's crazy. And they, they get out of there. And then Gordon shoots Bruce off of the bike, steals his bike. And they, he chases them down. Bruce chases after them on foot. Gordon chases them to a bridge where he's fighting the nephew, the Falcone's nephew, with Gordon's son in his yeah, arms. He's holding Gordon's son. It's like, holy shit. Yes. And they're having a fist fight, him and Gordon, on yes. a bridge. And then all three of them fall over the top. And he shows them all falling. And then you see Bruce diving down after the... And catching the baby. I'm like, where's this guy come from? I'm just laughing. And then... Uh, Barbara shows up and looks down and says, oh, everyone's all right. And Gordon's looking at Bruce without his mask. And he says, you know, without my glasses, I can't see anything. And they have shown it throughout the entire movie, him not being able to see anything without his glasses. And he says, you should get out of here as the police are going. And Bruce goes away. Um, And then we get a little bit of an epilogue here of, you know, Flash wasn't as stupid as he said. He took kept notes on everything that he Spoiler, did. That's what I would do if I was a criminal. And like, so everyone's names and intentions <laughs> written down with evidence. Do not make me a criminal friend. <laughs> so, so he covered his ass. And so the commissioner is being indicted and Gordon gets promoted to captain. I'm such a snitch. There's no way I'm going to prison for 25 years. And then on December 3rd, he's up on a rooftop and he says, he's got a new person to come, a new friend coming to help him along with this new new case that just shows up and with this guy fretting a poison in the reservoir a man called the joker well this is where it started this is where every batman story like batman begins you know at the end this is i stole it right from here yeah it's like it's always the joker and uh and and then it ends book panel and uh credits which i kind of like yes and that was batman year one Man, we had a lot to say about that one, didn't we, TJ? You did, yeah. anyway. So, uh, what'd you think? Hey, like I said, I had my problems with it, but it wasn't substantial. No. Like, I think there was issues uh, adapting it in certain mm-hmm. aspects of it. But the story, the core of the story is good within itself. Yeah. So, and they, and they literally just, like I said, panel for panel, kind of took it right from the comic. So... When you do that, it's kind of hard to mess up a good Ideally, story. Yeah, yeah. As long as you don't change anything too drastically. And they didn't, so I thought it was good. I can, I can agree with that. It may seem like I was shitting on the movie, but it was a solid movie. But, uh, Sorry, I'm just looking at... It, it looks like yeah, it looks like um, year one was part of Batman continuity. Oh, okay. Like I see him looking at the covers in the back of the book. Oh, right now. okay. What you're saying? Looks like that. Looks like it, it ran from Batman four thirty four. It says to four thirty seven. Yeah. So I think that's what that says. Really small. But yeah. Anyway, what did you think? Uh, I guess throughout the review, I think it's very enjoyable. I would recommend this being your first thing to watch if you're into Batman, some magical way. If you haven't seen anything else beforehand. Um, but that said, being said, I think now I've seen it after watching all this other shit. It's uh, it's okay. It's not bad. 
nor is it good. So if like if I had to give it numbers, like as like just seeing shit before this and seeing this now like this, I would give this a five. But if this was the first thing I saw, probably a seven. Maybe 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 I think I'm obviously but like as of right now, I would give this a six. Somewhere in the middle, like a six right now. I give it a six out of ten. That's a solid movie. Yeah, I think I think that's where I was yeah. at a six. Yeah, I think it was a, it's a solid movie. Like I it's got its problems. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's it's good enough yeah, it's, where I can recommend it and not feel bad recommending this. And that, right. the fact that it's an hour, someone can easily take their time. I'm like, okay, it's an hour. Yeah. It's a, it's there's not a lot going on though, too, yes. in this as far as overall yeah. things. So like I think like something like the Long Halloween will be if it if they did the same thing for that, I think it would be much yes. better. Yes. Like so. if it wasn't for all my random rants and tangents in this spot i think this review could have easily been 50 minutes long yeah, well. but then again i got really out of hand on this one so like so i'm just saying like there wasn't much to this to make it a bad movie but there wasn't right i mean it was only yeah. only an hour long but that's so. be, that also like didn't make enough of it to make it like a seven or eight it's like a six it's a solid yeah. film but yeah i am tired tj <laughs> i mean you did this to yourself no.